0: Hi, and welcome to Sketch Watch Play. I'm Keith. And, and I'm Andy. And today we watched. Futurama! We've
1: been hijacked! <laughs> Hey, everyone. I'm John, and this is episode 35 of Sketch Watch Play. We are a monthly pop culture podcast talking games, cartoons, TV, movies, and all sorts of geek pop culture. If you're new to the show, you can find and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and most podcast directories under the sun. We're on Twitter at Sketch Watch Play and on Facebook, Facebook facebook.com slash Sketch Watch Play as well. And this episode brings with it some new guests. Who uh, I'm, I'm thinking some of our listeners will hear the first five seconds and be like, "Wait, what is who? What is going on?" Uh, but that's just a little. That's hey, that's more incentive for you to check out their their own show. Uh, joining me tonight, first time on Sketch Watch Play, Keith and Andy from the Animation Podcast. Tune in, Pod. Keith, Andy, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. This is Andy. I'm great
1: too. This is Keith. Yeah, it's it's. Fun to this is both your first time on the show, my first time uh voice talking with you outside of Twitter discussions. But uh we it's definitely we're both uh we both become familiar with each other's shows and you guys hold a hold a nice milestone. You're the first guests uh that and friends of the show that have discovered us through Twitter, uh rather than like real life or other or other existing podcasts. Uh yeah, we-
0: we seem to share a, a knowledge of the Denver of The Last Dinosaur theme song. An appreciation, well, if
1: you will. Um, now, first off, for, I'm sure we have many listeners who uh, don't listen to every podcast uh, that I do. So they might be like, what is in Tune, Tune Pod? So uh, describe to us, what what is the format of that show? What's it about?
2: Hi. Well, this is Andy again. Uh, so a few years back, all Keith and I could ever do was just sit around and talk about cartoons that we love. Uh, there's ten years in difference between us. We're not going to tell you which
0: one's older, though. Right.
2: But I grew up in the '80s and watched a bunch of sweet ass '80s cartoons. And I grew up in the '90s and watched a bunch of anime. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we sub- we take turns subjecting each other uh, to cartoons of our childhood. I got Keith with Denver the Last Dinosaur,
0: mm-hmm. and I got you with Street Sharks. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, you guys, I you
1: guys have had a little rough. Lately, in terms of like show quality, it was back to back Street Sharks and Black Star, like the proto Oh
0: man, and coming up is uh, uh, The World of David the Gnome. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that one.
1: Oh, no. so. yeah, I I remember I watched that when I was like four or five, and I will say because you said you're watching the first episode, right?
0: Yeah, we said we watched the first one, and then uh, like one that we remember. Do or you
1: know happened. about the finale to
0: David the Gnome? I haven't told Andy it yet. Okay, so. but are you going to? But uh, we're gonna watch it,
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not saying anything, but uh, holy shit! <laughs> if I had seen that as a kid, I would have been traumatized. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a it is mostly there's a lot of it driven by nostalgia. But I think one thing that is really cool is that you aren't held back by any specific uh, time period or demographic. Like I'm, I have the list pulled up. One day you might talk. Batman animated series, then followed up with like Muppet Babies. Uh, you'll talk like more adult-oriented cartoons like uh, uh, Venture Brothers. You'll t- or
0: uh, I'm just looking at it just we did uh, we did list but we specifically yes. focused on the what what's the clown Doctor Roxo Doctor yeah. yeah. Roxo oh, I me? love
1: Metallocalypse. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at. And and deep cuts too. Another early one that caused you guys pain, but I remember Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century. <laughs>
0: uh, Misery does love company. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's about as dumb as the title suggests. But I remember that show. Yeah, and it's just neat because <laughs> I it, it, I just I think one thing about it is that it's both very funny, but you're still able to do like legit critiques of like what works and doesn't work from like, a command perspective. It's demographic your your demographic, and it's just really cool that. I feel like if if I'm if, if this show is guilty of anything, it's often focusing too much on newer stuff, and it is kind of refreshing to just just cause, and also you talking about you guys spanning different generations, but being able to you know either introduce or reacquaint with all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, I will I say,
0: our goal was to specifically watch cartoons that are not on the air anymore, and we've strayed right. from that a bit, but it's yeah for the most part.
1: I'm just I'm just thinking about like some of the other stuff. Like I've, I've noticed a definite, well, oh, I'm trying to, so what if he was definitely like a He-Man fan, right?
2: I think, well, so I grew up a massive He-Man fan. Yeah. And then I got, we started doing a few He-Man episodes on the show. A few. A few. I think in one year we did three or four episodes of He-Man. like right. Masters of the Universe, the movie, and then the Christmas
1: special with she The Christmas special, Christmas
2: special. We did a, a, what we called a rerun episode where we just watched He-Man again because we like He-Man. Mm-hmm. And then the, the actual He-Man episode. So, yeah, four. Gosh. And then Keith was working at a comic book shop and when He-Man came on Netflix. And so he watched the entire first season. Yeah, yeah. he did it on
0: the background. And uh, people just come in and just stand and watch the TV for the longest time. I'm like, hey, yeah. buy something, dude. <laughs> yeah. Now,
1: I'll, I'll admit. Um, I'm because I'm also a nice kid I still have never seen the original um, He-Man but I'm definitely aware of what a you know kind of cultural milestone it was uh, especially because I recently watched have you guys seen the toys that made us
2: oh Oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely and that He-Man episode was fantastic that was my
1: introduction to that series and and, you know knowing so little about He-Man I was like okay, I think I get why this works so well and still means so much to people because there's a lot of good foundation there. Actually, I'll admit, I do have two other exposures to it. One, I watched a live-action movie, not uh,
2: the yep. best representation of people. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's a bad rap. I, I still stand by it. You stand I, by
1: it. I'm not going to judge people for, for liking it, but it's a it's <laughs> very far removed from you know what people think of oh. with the original show. So far uh, away, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll tweeten things a little bit. I actually was a big fan of the uh, the early two thousands reboot, when Oneida on Tsunami.
2: Yeah, I I liked it as well. Um, I only caught the uh, the first season and a half. I got yeah. I watched yeah. most
1: of it. It was canned because the sales as a whole weren't doing great, and I was legit bummed out. I was like, I I get it. This is fun. And yeah. how do you
0: guys feel about the? Is it the New Adventures of He Man? Oh, the nineties one. I've never seen Does it. A funny tale? No.
2: No, no, not <laughs> yeah, my He-Man. Yeah. Hard, hard
1: pass. That's yeah. what I, that's what I've heard is that's the reason you hear don't people talk about much because the opinion is basically no. Yeah. Like I've never seen a, even a clip of it, um, but it is just and it is just funny looking at how you guys were you excited when you were about to watch Black Star because it's like the proto He-Man. This will be you know similar.
2: So, I was I was so excited because four year old me was like all about that show right. Right. I, I can still remember talking about Black Star with my parents when we were leaving like a pizza hut one day and telling my dad what a cool show it was. My dad was like, yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> and then I watched it and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> what the
1: absolute heck? I think that's yeah. the most you've sounded in pain in the episodes yeah. that I've watched from you guys, like even more than Street Sharks. Uh, know, I,
2: actually, I actually got some feedback uh, last night from uh, from a, Listener and and it was a direct face to face. He's like, "Ooh, you guys just <laughs> you guys didn't sound good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you sounded Sounds like her, like your, yeah. your traumatized." Yeah. Um, it is Where's funny Bart- thinking about how I don't have that much experience with filmation, but they could they were it I guess they could be a real hit or miss studio because I have seen similar to the title. Um, I saw the movie of Brave Star. Uh, I don't know if you guys are, ever watched that.
2: Oh, uh, the the animated western, right? Yeah. Oh no, we've we've did Bravestar. I need to listen uh, to episode. I like that. Yeah, we did a very special episode because Bravestar was another one of those great cartoons that ended with a, a morality lesson at the end. Oh yeah, nothing PSAs. Cool like yeah. Nothing cool like the Magna Carta that we got out of He Man. <laughs> <laughs> but in the Brave Star episode that we watched, a kid died from doing drugs. It was they <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> If you haven't watched He Man, do yourself a favor and either watch a couple episodes or just look on YouTube for like a compilation of the morality lessons because that oh. out of context are amazing. I thought you oh. were to
1: say watch the Hey Ya, hey ya parody, but everybody's seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I might, I might watch. I think some of it is on Netflix, so I might give it a go. Uh, but I like how we spent like five minutes just talking about He Man and other stuff by by proxy. Um. <laughs> But, oh, the last thing I'll say, because I'm just okay, I was talking about Filmation being here miss miss. I think the episode I've re-listened to the most of you guys, of the ones that I have listened, was their Ghostbusters episode?
0: The real Ghostbusters? No, Ghostbusters?
1: no, Filmation Ghostbusters. Oh, oh, man. That was another rough time.
0: That was oh, a rough one. Oh, it's man. It's funny.
1: As a kid, I remember – because I was also too young to live uh, when uh, you know the Ghostbusters movie franchise was a huge deal. But uh-huh. I remember my grandma had like a random collection of, of VHS tapes of TV cartoons and such, and one of them was Mark Ghostbusters. And I was like, oh, wow. It's, uh, I, I assumed it was real Ghostbusters. And then the moment was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, <laughs> so- <laughs> grandma, you lied to me. And I remember my main memory of it was it also had PSAs. And I remember like the TV ghost and a bat talking about parents. Parents and the episode closed okay. with TV going, and you know why that is, kids? Because they love you. That <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> was just like, this is not my,
0: hashtag not my Ghostbusters. Yeah. It took that, a while that's, before that's I figured a out information sequence that's just guys putting on cargo shorts. Oh yeah, yeah. didn't they
1: play it every episode? Just to, it's oh, like, I mean same as He Man to fill up time, but He Man has an awesome sequence. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, He Man sequence is amazing. Yeah, it's power- like- so. Let me tell you a quick story because because this yeah. is what we do on our show. So I was probably six. My brother is four years older or younger than me. Uh, so he was like two and a half. Uh, we watched a lot of He Man in the house, and mm-hmm. we're Catholic. And one day we're we're sitting in church, and and the the whole procession kind of goes down the aisle, and and there's always an acolyte that's carrying a, a gold cross down oh the aisle. Oh boy! Yeah, oh boy! <laughs> and my brother goes by the power of Grayskull. <laughs> Like in the middle, of like Sunday mass at like noon, and my mom is so embarrassed. My mom's so embarrassed, and she looks over to where my dad was sitting, and my dad had jumped out of one pew and back around. I don't know what
0: that. Was. No, that's not my kid. That's so embarrassing. You left the family,
2: <laughs> and then ten years later they got a divorce, and you really left. It. Oh, wow. oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that just manly because this damn three, two and a half year old kid embarrassed the shit out of him in church. Love I
1: wonder him. if there were any priests who like didn't know Grace Call was. And they thought it was like some satanic ritual.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because Grace Call sounds very occult, like on its oh, own. I mean,
0: did an audit of all their Sunday school materials and whatnot to make sure yes. that. Had oh, something.
1: and last thing I'll say because uh, one of your kind of less uh, traditional episodes, but one I that is a nostalgic thing when you review the original Power Rangers movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I love uh, Power Rangers. i
1: was <laughs> yeah, that, no, that was, uh, I actually remember when you did Animaniacs, when, I think, when you said that was like your defining kind uh, cartoon. And it was kind of back to back. When they had them on both, both on Fox Kids, back to back Animaniacs and Power Rangers, that was like my elementary school life for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and we did see the movie in theaters and then get the VHS and almost wear it out. Uh, so that's a fun episode. But yeah, uh, TuneIn Pod still going. Uh, is it a weekly show? Or or, or what? We, monthly? Or what's the schedule like for it? Uh,
2: twice a month, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've made strives before to try to get uh, to go weekly. It just hasn't worked. Uh, there's it's been tough. job changes. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. That was the original goal of this just... show.
1: Then we went, okay, maybe twice a month. And then when we, you know, I mainly had to switch to uh, rotating guest hosts, okay, once a month.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, there you juggling go.
1: enough enough in real life stuff hell right, as it is, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, highly highly recommend you guys, uh, you listeners. I was going to it, it was, that made it sound like, hey, Keith and Andy, you should check out TuneIn Pod. It's done by these guys. Yeah, and Andy, uh, and Andy, I've and Andy. heard
0: it's amazing. So yeah, yeah, hey, you awesome. might
1: like those guys. They remind me of you. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and I I remember because when I asked you, what are some episodes you guys would recommend for newcomers of our show? Yeah, I know you said Bucky O'Hare. That's one.
0: Oh, Bucky O'Hare, uh, I think that Thundercats episode is one of my favorites. Thundercats is great. It also uh-huh. it's really one that starts with like 20 minutes of us just BSing. And yeah. it oh, like this
2: episode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: No. Yeah, that's it's... our format now, but it, it used to be like, uh, we'd just get right into it. We were so nervous. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, those first couple of episodes are rough because we were using uh, bent wire coat hangers for mic stands. Yeah. We've upgraded slightly, but.
1: <laughs> I mean, we're kind of the same way because. Um, we originally did it over Skype, which gave lesser audio quality. Uh, I don't think I had a very good mic or a pop filter, which I now do. And Chris uh, eventually upgraded his his mic as well. And we still run into technical problems, uh, but it, it's the format has improved a little bit. But yeah, that is uh, a in Pod, and we did say we talked about how we how you guys discovered us, right?
0: Yeah, our, our affinity for Denver, the last dinosaur. Yep,
1: going back to our Turtles episode because you, guys, I think, have you guys done an episode about the Turtles cartoon yet?
0: That's kind of on the back burner. I we both love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoilers, but uh, we just I don't know why we've kind of
2: yeah was uh, blacklisted that one. It, it's kind
1: of that's kind of a big task. That's like one of the the heavy hitters of nostalgic cartoons.
2: Yeah, I think episode hundred. You know, to celebrate that the entrance into Triple Digits there. Yeah. Well, we did uh, Turtle Power Pod. Yeah, so oh. there's
0: another, another podcast. I don't know if you've heard of it, Turtle Power Pod. And <laughs> my idea for this show originally was to just do, like, Turtle Power Pod with another series. Mm. But since we grew up with such different shows, we couldn't find anything that both of us liked enough. and That's kind of where the impetus of this show came from.
1: Yeah, a different um, show each week. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, but uh, we were on, like, the season three finale of uh, Turtle Power Pod, which is a, just an amazing episode, nice. uh, both, both of the show and of Turtle Power Pod. Yeah, yeah that's uh, one
1: I definitely want to – It's not. there's a different one where, like, Turtle Minute or something, do you know what I'm talking hey. about, where every, episode, every week they watch a minute of each original movie?
0: Yeah, that's crazy. And <laughs> that's I awesome. – I, when I heard about it, I'm like, that's the stupidest thing. There's no way I would listen – because every episode is like 20 minutes for each minute of show, so it takes 20 times as long to watch the movie, right? I'm like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to watch that, and I'm, I'm through like 45 minutes of the first movie already, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, it kind of reminds me, I can't remember the name of it, but there was a podcast where the gimmick was every week the co-host would watch Grown Ups 2.
0: Oh, God, oh, that sounds terrible. Oh. Yeah, that's
1: the point, and they would – I guess they would discuss different observations of the movie each week as well as so all sorts of tangents because obviously the show oh, couldn't just be about Grown Ups 2 for a year, but it <laughs> sounds pretty funny. The Kevin James vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened to him?
2: It's Kevin James' Chris Farley's replacement
1: in that movie. Yeah, he's oh, really? the uh, yeah. B-grade uh, – <laughs> Yeah, I didn't
2: know this. Yeah. It's Sandler and Rob Schneider and David oh, Spade. Oh, yeah, Rock. yeah,
1: it's his, it's his friends. It's his
2: friend. All those SNL guys. It's the same. Of- I think all those
1: guys are in Hotel Transylvania as the other monsters. Are they like, really? Yeah, okay. which are those are actually pretty good movies. And uh, I'm guessing he was influential in, in uh, casting the supporting cast.
0: Hmm, I think he'll do a bad
1: job or anything. Those are the. Then, I mean, if anything, it's more restrained because so much of the humor in their crappy movies isn't child friendly.
0: <laughs> so, uh, is it Guinea Tartakovsky that did Hotel Transylvania? Yes, and all three. Did, yeah, he did uh, Dexter's Lab. Have you seen the, the new show he's coming out with? Primal? Yeah, have you seen... No, no. It looks
1: oh, badass, yeah.
0: it's like Samurai Jack, but a caveman. It looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's also, yeah.
1: it's gonna be Adult Swim, so much like the last season Samurai Jack, he gets to go full violent with it.
0: Yeah, he's, like, stabbing a thing in the back with another thing's tooth. It's amazing. Yes.
1: It's very... <laughs> it, it's very inspired by... I actually know that uh, a lot of the older uh, barbarian-type shows were influential on Samurai Jack, so maybe this is yeah. his direct take on something like that.
0: Yeah, so now are you going to be able to watch this in VR?
1: Um, <laughs> well, Primal? Depends on how they release it. I, but I'm going to take that as a segue. Ah! Uh, bravo, bravo. Well played. So... Yeah, the, the in terms of the recent media that were that I'll discuss here, this isn't so much just recent as it is kind of the past 3 months to just kind of finally dip my toes into the ever growing world of virtual reality, headsets and gaming because so the company I do my day job with, they they always they do the typical uh, Christmas bonuses, you know, around Christmas time. And for whatever reason, in the 2018 bonus, they told me this initially, and I forgot it for a while. They're like, "Yeah, there's gonna be more of it, but we're gonna split in half. You'll get half around Christmas, and then half in February." And I just straight forgot about the. Uh, I used my December, my December one to get my uh, my my Surface Pro that I've been doing uh, more recent drawings and animations with. Uh, very useful because the. Uh, I'd had a service before I got off eBay, old, refurbished, and dying, so that was a, ni- a nice upgrade. But the in February they were like, I, I think yeah. uh, they told me like a couple of days before, okay, well, second half, and I was like, oh, oh shit, yeah. So it's one of those one of the only occasions where I can think of where it was the equivalent of like you know eight hundred dollars just falling into my lap because I had and it was just it was just because of my own uh, ineptability to schedule that kind of stuff, but. I had kind of been curious about this for a while, and, and there were games for it that caught my interest. So yeah, once it came out, I once I once went through, I went over to the nearest Best Buy and bought myself an Oculus Rift, and then got home and set up its software, made some purchases there and done Steam, and have been having great great fun with it. Now, I think I heard from one of you guys that you have dabbed dab a little bit with uh, headsets with VR?
2: I don't know. We wouldn't see a, a lot of usage out of, I mean, mm-hmm. some lawnmower Man stuff or whatever, you know? And I the gold standard for VR. Yeah. exactly, exactly. VR, VR, the real VR experience.
1: An accurate representation of the future, where lawnmowers come out of your mouth and kill a guy's brain and set priests yeah. on fire.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. VR two, the virtual reality. <laughs> um. My my childhood,
1: I wouldn't. If you told me about VR, I would think of uh, VR Troopers. Oh yeah, yeah. Another yeah. very accurate representation of the VR experience. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, no. The the Rift is. And I didn't get because uh, they're also they, making headlines lately again because they've released new models. Uh, I can't remember if the one of them is called the it's still the regular Rift, but it's like the S or something like more compact. Um, and the big one is the Oculus Quest, which the big gimmick there is you know not only have they redesigned the headset to be more comfortable and, and lightweight and such. Uh, now the, the the Rift itself is basically you, you think of it as a, an accessory for your computer. Because um, right. they already have a fairly gaming-capable laptop. It's it, it's getting to be like four years old, so it's showing some age. But uh, you. Pl- with, the idea is that you plug uh, – my version comes with the headset, two wireless controllers c- akin to like a Wiimote, and uh, two sensor, sensor – not even bars, like like sticks, these vertical, more vertical ones. Wow. Uh, you have to plug all those uh, except the controllers into the, your USB ports. And your laptop or computer needs an HDMI port to plug the headset into because it's basically uh, showing everything on two screens, both your monitor and in the headset.
0: So that way whoever walks into the room can see whatever porn you're watching.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, if, I, if I ever if I ever do watch porn on it, uh, <laughs> yeah. and thankfully I live, I live alone, so the worst that would happen is that my my parents watching it while while as long as he can't hear it because I don't want him uh, mimicking sex noises. <laughs> God no. I mean he's an observant little guy. My my parents have, and I take turns taking care of him and. Uh, first all, what I taught him was hello. So now he, we, he would watch them whenever they, with the phone would ring and they would answer it. So now whenever they're taking their smartphone out of their pocket and bringing it up to their ear before they say anything, he says, hello? Oh, goodness. Yeah. It's so he would be – yeah. So I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, keep the porn away from this bird. He's going to – But, uh, <laughs> um, but moving be, away I'll from – <laughs> <laughs> moving away from parrots and porn. Um <laughs> That's it was it, it was all but it is helpful um, cuz I did want to mention a uh, past guest of the sh- of the show my brother Patrick who actually you guys have heard cuz he was my guest on the turtles episode
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah he's also a um, big gamer himself mainly these days uh, he's all about the switch because he's very often out of the house and so his poor ps4 is collecting dust and uh, he'd been curious was about that trying, smash
0: brothers lifestyle
1: uh smash brothers zelda uh, he played skyrim to completion on it oh wow uh, yeah, I have to ask him what he's been playing lately. Uh, but he's 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 a he's a much. I'm the reclusive geek. He's the uh, he's the active geek. So okay. Switch is a very good fit for him. Um, but he I I been invited over because he was curious about about VR and the Rift, and he'd also been hearing about the Quest because he hasn't been thinking about anyone because he was like I have a pretty simple Mac laptop. There he's probably be some capability issues and it probably would just run like crap. But uh, he knew about that. The thing about the Quest, the Quest is basically a standalone computer or console uh, mm. with all the menus inside of it, and it also is—it uh, doesn't need sensors or because you also have wires connecting. You know, for the headset, you have the USB and HDMI plugged in. Uh, the Quest is is wireless and basically portable. So, uh, and most of the MVP titles for the the Rift are being ported over because it's not. Everything's instantly compatible. They do have to make, uh, to read, you know, revamp it as a quest port. And so he came over and I got to watch him and he got to watch me, uh, play. Have you heard about Beat Saber?
0: Is this the one where you had the lightsabers, the ones red and the ones blue, and you had, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is
1: MVP of VR for me. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a rhythm game. And I saw yeah, it in
0: the commercial, so it must be good.
1: It's, it's very good. It, uh, works, pro- it's a simple concept, but it's, very, very satisfying. Yeah, the idea is each controller represents, you know, for all intents and purposes, a lightsaber, and you're in this neon Tron world. Cubes, color cubes, fly at you. They're color coded. You got to hit the red with the red, and the blue with the blue. They also have arrows telling you which direction you got to slash. And you're not in your points aren't just based on timing, but how you know strong the arc of your swing is, and how close to the center of it you hit. So there's a lot of factors up there. Um, and what really made that game for me is it has such a huge modding community. Uh, because there are plenty of songs built in, they've added some official DLC. But people have figured out not only how to create and share uh, custom songs with it of all sorts of variety. You know, I can play techno one second and like a Disney song the next. Um, cool. But it, it gets goofier where it's, you can they can replace the, the sabers with like other three D sword models. Um, and this one's really silly because it's a first person game. But you can get a player avatar, and people have been like porting uh, existing models into it. Because on your monitor, you can show it. There's another plugin a mod to show it in third person. So people who stream it, like, I've been switching between Sora from Kingdom Hearts and Rick from Rick and Morty lately. Oh, nice. nice.
0: Cool. Yeah. Hey, if you ever Through the Fire and Flames by uh, Dragon Force on there, you let me know, all right? <laughs> I,
1: I think it is on there as... as oh, shit. Uh, yeah, shit! Yeah, for the uh, custom support. And... That's one of those where you know, much like Guitar Hero, it's brutal as hell, difficulty wise. But there are they are plenty of gameplay modifiers, and one of them is a no fail mod, thankfully. So, can it still at least? Uh, cool. I'm, I'm there. I don't think I'm ever gonna be good enough to do really well on the highest difficulties, but I still it's nice that I'm able to play them that way. And yeah, Beat Saber. I think uh, I bought it on Steam, and it says I've played about ten hours since buying it. Which, considering most songs take like three or four minutes, that's quite a bit of playtime. Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah. uh, so the other ones I've written down that I've sunk some time into, I actually haven't tried this myself lately, even though I've had it since uh, the model I bought, you entitled me to a free download of a game called Robo Recall. Uh, Patrick was the one who finally tried it, and I watched on the monitor. It actually looks a lot of fun. It's it's made by Epic, the, the Years of War Fortnite people, and cool. it's, for all intents and purposes, a, a rail shooter, basically, because each each hand is a... Obviously, you know, this is a great uh, fit for, for precision shooting, because it's motion controls, and... Yeah. Uh, you're in this city full of, you know, malfunctioning, murderous robots. So you got to shoot and get, yeah. like, streaks, different weapons. Um, and it's not so much that you automatically move around, but it's more like you can aim with one stick where you want to kind of warp to, and then it helps to stand still and just look around for better aiming. Um, oh, yeah. wow. It's also fun to see how some of the games integrate, because I, I, I know that there, like, there is, like, Skyrim VR, and, and I think they did, like, an Alien Noir port, but...
0: They did a um, Breath of the Wild VR, too, recently.
1: Yes, though that was people who played it say that's more like that it's more like just VR camera support uh Got rather it. than they rework the entire yeah. game as a whole. And that's on yeah. uh yeah, switches yeah. it doesn't have the full capability. That's basically like uh necessary to put the control to your face. But uh <laughs> PSVR is a thing, uh the Vive is a thing, and I think Xbox is looking Microsoft Microsoft's looking at something, but they haven't done it yet with Xbox. But what I was get, getting at was with Robo Recall, you can swap weapons by, like, putting your hands down to your side like you're drawing from a holster. Oh, neat. Or, oh, or if awesome. you're – like, if you have a shotgun, you reach behind your back so you're pointing out, like, you know, Ash from Evil Dead shot <laughs> to your back.
0: This um, would be confusing for me because I already have all those things strapped to me at all times. Right. So what if, if you're I've, to, like, grab the real shotgun. Yeah, right? In VR? Yeah. Is this still murder? If
1: you ah, If you kill yeah. someone using a real shotgun while playing VR – but I was and playing VR, John. he's got the headset on. Well, it's accidental, so maybe it's a yeah, different degree of murder. But yeah, still murder. It's
0: manslaughter at best.
1: No, I'd say uh, <laughs> if you're going to play VR, lock up your weapons and throw away the key. Uh, <laughs> but, and the other one, because um, I spoke about Beat Saber. One of my favorite genres of games is rhythm games. Uh, we did a whole oh, episode yeah. about it, me and Felipe, back in 2017. Or, no, it was last year. What am I saying? So one developer I'm really happy to see... Throwing a lot of support behind it is Harmonix. Uh, you know who those guys are. Yes, yeah. So
0: they did, do a, they did one of the.
1: They created uh, Guitar Hero.
0: Yeah, Guitar Hero. That's it. Yeah. And
1: oh, then wow. after the second game, they got bought out and they made Rock Band.
2: Oh, was, um, oh! Was so company. is that the the origin of that? Was... That's how that
1: that's how that rivalry happened. Yeah. Oh. It
2: cool.
1: was actually everything from Guitar Hero three onward was the Tony Hawk Studio.
0: Interesting.
1: Yep, funny how that works. Uh, so they did do a a, a rock band spin-off. spinoff. Um, now one thing, and it's the cool thing is it supports uh, existing uh, Rock Band four controllers. Uh, oh yeah, you can buy a dongle to like attach one of your touch controllers to the uh, headstock of the guitar, so it's moving around accurately, and you know you can look down and see the button presses you're doing and the like that kind of stuff. Uh, though it's also we're saying it's it's guitar only so no bass uh, drums or vocals and okay. there there isn't you know there is a mode where you can just play it with the regular five note highway style but it plays very differently because it encourages you to uh to, you know to further simulate guitar playing to form chords with different button combinations and okay. so each song they recorded individual guitar uh, tracks for each chord that so you switch real time and it sounds like what you're doing is actually impacting the sound And there's still, you know, there's still guidelines. They'll say, like, for certain parts, hey, you should probably get these, do these. And, you know, you can actually change how fast your tempo is, and that'll reflect it. Um, I was curious, like, is that going to be satisfying? It's actually a really cool alternate take on the rock band formula. And because it's VR, so you're in first person on the stage instead of just, uh, you know, all the different cuts. Uh, It's also the first time where the the bandmates have actually talked with dialogue, which is something I always would have liked. Oh, Yeah, and other nice touches like when you um, activate the star power, and it, you're, while you're doing it, if you nod your head to the beat of the song, uh, you'll your star power will you'll gain more while you have it active.
2: Oh wow, that's uh, amazing! Cool.
1: Yeah, or other oh, little bonuses yeah. like
2: Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: like there's a uh, there. Everybody has a microphone in front of them. If you take a step forward and speak into your mic, you'll hear yourself in the speakers of the headset, like you're being broadcast. Cool. Um, totally optional, but just a nice touch and. You know, seeing the whole the whole crowd doing that, uh, actually getting a good look at it, it's it's a very satisfying uh, experience. So, and the other two things that Harman uh, said, one is called Autica, a totally new IP, more abstract, but just kind of akin to Beat Saber because it mixes. You have a blue gun and an orange gun, and you're shooting targets that kind of fly across, um, that are color coded and have you know indicators like here hit this or hold hold down the trigger on this to be the song. A um, lot of fun. Uh, I think it's still in early access. So they're still adding a lot to it over time. Uh, main thing that keeps me keeps me coming back to Beat Saber more is Artica's a lot tougher in comparison, even on the easier difficulties. Uh, and the last one I'll bring up because again, they them bringing back, as I view it, the, the only good reason yeah. that, I, that I own a Connect for they brought back Dance Central for Oculus uh, just the other day. Which uh, did you ever try that series? Yeah. Uh, you guys say something?
2: Yeah, yes, we're, saying something. we're saying something right now.
1: Okay, so, so I'm sorry. There, I think there's some times where I talk for a while, and then you guys uh, your oh. audio ducks out. So, uh, are you familiar with Dance Central?
2: Dance Central. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I've seen the. I think they used to have like a pad game, right? And yeah. then. Yeah. No. It. It was for the I connect.
1: Uh, it was. Oh. The dance
0: dance revolution. Dance dance
1: Revolution, no. Yeah. yeah. No. It was. Dance Central with, was uh, with
0: Star Star Wars characters.
1: That was basically a rip off of that. Uh, oh, okay. Right, of that yeah. gameplay style. They had an, it was original characters. To like all sorts of modern retro pop hits, and it was a lot of fun, and the best right. use of the Connect, as far as I'm concerned. So I assume when the Connect died, the series had died, but they just put out a new one, and it actually, Aquos is a very good fit for it, for so far from when I've played.
0: Um, I feel like we Wii- are still in that weird spot that the Wii was in for like the first two years it was alive, where it was just like virtual Jenga and crap like that. And there's not um, like a
2: bowling and stuff. Yeah, um, there's not like mm-hmm. a an AML title yet. Uh, I'm sure so, there's some stuff,
1: stuff like that. I've already downloaded, but have had to try, like, a virtual poker game. Uh, but there isn't as much, you know, standard, you know, here's this real thing, but VR, as you might think, at least in terms of the heavy hitters.
0: I need uh, to tell you that the virtual poker was already a thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, but not virtual reality poker.
0: Oh, of course. So one word that one where it makes all the difference. Oh, and so and
1: another and real quick, another thing that makes all the difference, or, or any use of the controls and, and immersion in so in Dance Central for the VR, you're you don't pull up menus like covering the screen. You're supposed to look down at your hip and grab your smartphone, It's okay. oh, oh neat. Man. And so it's with cool. one hand, pull it up and bring up all the game menus, and then tap, slide, and all that. And it's and then you actually and they even do like a bonding thing where you know there are different playable characters you can dance with, and you can like. They'll you'll get text from them when you dan- after dancing. You can choose your replies and build like a bond meter. So when you reach the top, I think the, the
0: Sims meets DDR. That's yeah, yeah.
1: Or-, or I was gonna say a dating sim, but I don't think there's any dating. It's more like friendship or something. And it actually unlocks like new outfits for them and your uh, avatar. It's a cute touch because it's because I always thought it was neat how they had like, these, the characters had individual personalities and voice acting.
2: You're getting really close to the movie gamer at this point.
1: <laughs> so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna turn Gerard Butler.
2: Hey, I mean we can all dream, right?
1: Yeah, I can dream better. <laughs> I just I just saw like there's a trailer, he's doing like a, a third or fourth Oblivious Fallen movie, and I'm like, does he have anything else at this point?
2: I, I don't know how people keep funding this stuff or he keeps watching it, but that and Geostorm and Oh, oh my Geostorm. Did you yeah. see Geostorm.
1: And how to Train Your Dragon is over too. He can't do that character anymore.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was a character. I
1: was he kidding. was dad. But uh, I can't
0: believe how much how 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 to train your dragon stuff is out there? I know. It's a, yeah, it's a it's large a series. I yeah,
1: I still need to watch the uh, the Netflix show, but the movies are quality, and actually I still need to watch the third one. It's out on DVD now. But uh, do you have any questions about or about VR in general or what I've said?
0: Uh, do no. you think it's a fad or no?
1: I don't know if it's ever going to be as big as the console stuff, but I feel like I. have Seen increased and interest and quality or slash reception of what's been coming out lately. Beat Saber's huge. Uh, what are some other things that I've I've like or even crazy stuff like VR chat? I don't know if you guys have heard of that.
0: Yeah, it's where like celebrities can watch movies with each other. No, v-
1: VR chat is like a 3D chat room where you can download avatars and they sync up. they basically they mocap your your talking and movement.
0: Oh, that's uh, scary.
1: It's nuts because you have all these, like, anime and game characters running around. And that's actually where the Ugandan Knuckles thing happened. You guys remember that?
0: You cut out on us there. What did you say? I said it's
1: that's actually where the Ugandan Knuckles thing happened, if you remember. Oh, that. yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, and there are other apps. Like, uh, I showed it to my parents, and the one I let my mom try was, like, a theater app where you can play your video files uh, and you're sitting in, like, an auditorium or, like, a, a drive-in, and, man, I remember my mom just laughing, looking around, like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, Jack. That's my, that's my dad oh saying, <laughs> Oh, my gosh, Jack. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know it was like this. Wow. Well, I didn't know it was like this, Jack. Oh, my God, Jack.
0: Is there um, ever a guy in that VR uh, auditorium that's, like, illegally filming the movie that you're watching? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, would so that would be a great touch, and, like, the cops going to be yeah. like, hey, hey, no. <laughs> or, or an usher comes in and, like, you need to leave, sir. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I, like I said, one of the things about VR oh. is I think a lot of people would assume that controls would function basically the same as your home consoles, and it just, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when they've tried doing, like, controls like that, it's been kind of disorienting. But yeah. uh, that's why there, there aren't a lot of our VR games where it's like you move the analog joystick and your guy walks around like it normally would. But I think it's also, uh, Man, it's, there's just I see a lot of opportunities there, and you know we're already seeing some really cool uses of it, like uh, Beat Saber, like VR Chat, or you know new takes on on IP that's good for like what, what Harmonix is doing. I was oh wait, well, yeah no because my brother uh, he also have you guys heard of that game Superhot?
0: No, we haven't.
1: Looking it's, that up. It's an indie FPS. I haven't played it yet, but the idea is it, there's kind of a strategic element because time is frozen while you're standing still. So the enemies oh, cool. only move while you do, so you're kind of planning your attack there. And they huh. recently released a VR port that's supposed to be fantastic.
2: That's awesome. Uh, that yeah. sounds a little bit like the, the the angels the from the Doctor Who that oh, sneak yeah. up on you from behind oh, yeah. the Weeping Angels? Weeping Angels, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I need to watch Doctor Who. They've actually they have released and are releasing VR, Doctor Who VR games.
0: Nah. Are they all uh, – just keep your eyes on the statue forever and <laughs> otherwise
1: – The one that I'm aware of that's like a free, short kind of cinematic one now is you and the 13th Doctor running – kind of running around uh, some sort of headquarters. Mm. Um, and I actually like the style of it. They made Jodie Whittaker kind of look like Disney style and it's a cute touch. And they're okay. doing – I think they're, they've announced they're doing a bigger – a newer, bigger, more realistic-looking one, but I don't know much about it. Huh. Um but I assume they'll make use of of the cast, the show's cast because previous Doctor Who games have, and I still need like to watch Doctor Who.
0: I think we're gonna skip. Uh, I'm gonna skip VR and you go straight into the, like brain implant they put into you. Yeah. Once that comes out, I'll, I'll be the first guy in line.
1: Once yeah. that comes out, when we're all like eighty. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, at least yeah. it
1: probably won't make. We'll just need your mind, not your bones. Um, but yeah, closing oh. thing I'll say: I've had a lot of fun with the Oculus so far, so far particularly Beat Saber and Dance Central, and. There's still some games I bought that I haven't even tra- tried yet, like one called Sprint Vector, which is kind of like a park, like a competitive parkour game. That's supposed to be fun, where you're in like Ooh, this like game show of the future, things something like Wipeout,
2: but with like aliens and big stadiums. Huh. you're not jumping around in your living room while you're doing this, are you? No, um, the
1: main thing it does is you you move your arms as if you're running. That's what triggers your guy running. Oh uh, man, I, I watched Patrick try it. And he said he enjoyed it, but he did want to tell me. Because he finally did uh, the other day buy his own uh, Quest. And he said he's been trying Super Hot and, and Robo Recall and Beat Saber on it. Uh, he says they run well. And in his opinion, the kind of portability, no wires th- aspect of it feels like a real game changer. What's cool? And the, my favorite thing he said, I won't share it on the podcast or anything. Uh, he sent me a photo of his girlfriend who rarely plays video games with all the stuff on and saying, oh, yeah, she's totally hooked on Beat Saber.
0: <laughs> Anything to get my girlfriend to play video games, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, that can be a tough thing to do. I think I remember his his college girlfriend did like Pokemon, though. Good. Everyone should. <laughs> Till totally, that's my parents, uh, but yeah. So VR, uh, Oculus drift recommendation uh, recommendation for me. Quest recommendation from Patrick. If you're interested, look into pricing, model details, what titles work on what. Uh, or wait wait like like I said earlier wait for the uh the brain implants
0: Well it sounds uh, like uh if you get another bonus this Christmas time you could buy one for myself and Andy and then we we could experience
2: it ourselves yeah. right We'll do a follow up episode with you
1: <laughs> Well I will uh I'll put it on a <laughs> list of maybes
2: <laughs> hard, maybe. Hard, maybe. <laughs>
1: I'm already like I, I could really use a 4K TV, but those I, I that, that's hard to save up for. I'm already I'm a guy I'm a guy who I've got my priorities and they're crazy priorities. I'm already trying to be like, okay, I got to start saving to pay voice actors for my passion project cartoon.
2: There you go. Nice. Other people
1: want, other people want to buy a house. I want to I want to have like okay, you're voicing the robot. You're voicing the little sister. Uh, go back to our passion our passion projects episode, and I'm getting ready for the first full episode of Spacious. So you'll know what I'm talking about. If you listen to that thinking but, uh,
2: about voice acting though, have you, uh, are you aware that William Shatner wrote a book series called tech war? What? Yeah. So, uh, in like in between star Trek five and six or whatever, he wrote a series of books called tech war in order to, uh, make a TV show where he would star as like the, the main, uh, protagonist. Well, he was too old to be the protagonist, and this is like the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and Greg Evigan, the uh, other dad from My Two Dads that wasn't Paul Reiser, uh, ended up playing the good guy. Well, William Shatner did the uh, the audiobooks for Tech War, Oh, but he did all of the voices for Tech War. So when it was a robot, they like put him through a, a robotic auto-tune. <laughs> and when it was a female, he would be like, oh, Oh, it was just, it was a really high-pitched Shatner voice. I mean, it was the same voice. I mean, it was just real breathy and high and, yeah.
1: I was, it was, just, I was just like,
2: like yeah. Adam West. I
1: don't know where the joke ends and the real person begins.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's amazing. Yeah. I
1: think Adam West took that secret to the grave, so. but you have
2: done your books? Uh, you used to be able to get them at the library. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm sure you could get them at. Uh, I knew those buildings were good for something. Yes, like, yeah. not just. Films films,
1: I actually are. listened to an episode. Of, I think what but it might have been a uh, block star because like you guys are, are Star War Star Trek fans. Yeah,
2: yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think Keith, Keith reluctantly. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've kind of been dragged into it. I was never into it, but then my wife has watched all of it, and I know you, yeah. so I have I to watch it now. There's a
1: lot of it out there. My main exposure outside of the reboot movies was my old roommate a couple years ago. He was a completionist. He had seen every episode of every show. Oh, um, man. And since so many of them are on Netflix, he convinced me to watch uh, an episode of Next Gen and the first episode of Deep Space Nine, and I liked what I saw. I just need to get back yeah. to it someday. Uh, My
0: wife's I, watched, like, all of it, except for the cartoon. And the cartoon's on Netflix, and she's like, I'm never going to watch that. And then I'm, one day, I come downstairs, and guess what she's watching? Star Trek: the Animated Series.
2: And was that filmation? It may have uh, been. I mean, it been, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I've never watched it, but I've heard people say, like, it actually is better written than you'd expect. And they got back most of the cast.
0: Yeah, it, it's not like... I, it's a cartoon, but it's basically just a shorter episode of Star Trek. It's thing. kind of like a lost season.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's really season four. I, they had the like a lot of the original writers. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh yeah. It was filmation. I'm looking at the Wikipedia now.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it was everybody but uh Walter Koenig. They didn't bring him back. They couldn't afford him. Uh, and so they just had James Dewey do like nine voices. <laughs> well she Well she Speaking of uh, great animated sci-fi shows...
1: And speaking of cartoons that use the original Star Trek cast... (laughs) Yeah! Ah! (laughs) Boom! Turnabout is fair play. I did a good uh, segue. (laughs) And actually, I got to grind to a halt, because now we got to save
0: what we have. Okay, sounds great. (laughs) We're going to go make some more cocktails, and then we'll be right back.
1: I'm going to get some water, and I'll be right back.
2: Can I ask you a question? As long as it's not about my eye... Uh... Is it about my eye? Sort of. (sighs) Just ask the question, what's with the eye?
1: So, as with uh, the usual guest tradition, um, I allowed... That uh, sounds that's cocky. I asked Ethan and <laughs> Andy uh, to send uh, possible ideas for the main topic. Uh, and, you know, it could be a cartoon, it could be whatever. Um, and one of the first ones they threw at me was, like, felt very fitting considering that we did a a... Uh, I almost said Christmas, a Simpsons episode a few months ago. Uh, it fits the geek culture, uh, animation love. And it was also, I'm just going to admit, it was a good excuse for me to revisit a show I'm very fond of and hadn't watched it in a long time. Uh, a little-known favorite called Futurama. Dun, 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 it's funny you say Christmas, because oh, I, oh, oh, oh. I always thought the uh, the opening theme sounded very holiday-like, because like the jingle uh, it, style of it. Yeah. It does kind of hit those full like, bell... Yeah, no. it's the Bells. That's that's what it is. Yeah. It was, I could totally uh, imagine a remix of it set for, specifically for the holidays, like additional jingles in the background or something. Uh, but yeah, Futurama, a very, very well-known show and very well-respected and, and beloved show and yet one with very well-known struggles from the, the distributors behind it, which is yeah. nuts considering who made it and why he made it because this was Matt Groening's
0: follow-up show to Simpsons. Right.
2: And a really passion project for him too. I mean, yeah. he was late like shows getting this done.
0: It was like him and uh, David X. Cohen, who was also on The Simpsons.
1: Yes, one uh, of the Cohen's name pops up, and I don't the credits for almost every episode is one of the main producers. Yeah, and so, I and one of the ones I and one of the ones I I recognize the names I recognized when I, it popped up was I believe his name's Rich Moore, who yeah, because he, he, he went on to direct wreck Ralph* and *Zootopia*. That's right, oh, wow. yeah. Nice. yeah He's at Disney, last I checked
0: and, so, uh, John, one thing we do is we, we talk about where we were Because there's 10 years between the yeah, two of us yeah. Where we were in our life when the show came out So, it came out in 99?
1: Yes uh, Yeah, because it starts at, at Y2K
0: Right,
2: so Andy, where were you? I had just started my, my career as an IT professional Oh wow Yeah, I turned 21 in 1999 Oh goodness Yeah and so, I had, having spent the previous years drunk off my ass, I, I don't like change. Change is scary. Uh-huh. So, understandable. Uh, after escaping from rehab, I, I got home one night and I watched. I saw, I, you know, the Futurama. The, the buzz was kind of big, right? I mean, from the creator yes. of The Simpsons. Yes. And I watched it, and I, I remember wanting to love the first episode, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And I felt underwhelmed. Oh, okay. I- now was this was this an after the Super Bowl premiere?
1: Maybe. I... It was definitely often preempted by football and baseball games.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was. Up that Sunday night time yeah.
1: slot? Was not great scheduling.
0: Yeah. Where were you at, John?
1: Uh I'm going to show my unage here. I was in the middle of middle school. Uh I would have been I believe 12. If we're talking middle of 99. Um so yeah, I, I looking back that was all about man, that was really me coming into my own as a geek, obsessed with anime, obsessed with, all right, get home and watch Pokemon and Toonami and all this stuff. Ah, nice, uh, yeah, and oh I yeah, mean, Adult Swim hadn't started yet either. So I think I was start. This is also when I was starting to fall out of love with Simpsons. Um, go back to our Simpsons episode because I think I kind of dipped out around the same, a, lot, a lot of the around the same time as a lot of other people. Uh, yeah, but was I was very much aware good. of the hype for this, and I also remember being kind of underwhelmed by the first episode, which is funny because I rewatched it for this episode and now I really like it, but it was still the show I would I would catch uh, on and off during its initial airing and then really get into when uh, Adult Swim ran it.
0: Yeah, I remember I, I'm about the same age as you, I think, because I was about in middle school when this came out. Alright, yeah, pretty close. I remember, I remember really liking the show, but it was always like this was on at 6, and then whatever random shit they had on Fox was on at 6.30, and The Simpsons was on at 7. Yeah. So it was like, there was no incentive to watch this show, because you had to sit through
2: like, uh, yeah. the
0: bad episodes of Malcolm in the Middle, or whatever. Who gives you know? a rat's ass anyway, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: So for me, you know, I watched the show, and I was trying to catch it, but, you know, being 21 at the time, and, and just starting a life, uh, I got married, a divorced during the original run of the show, had a kid, and everything like that. There's a lot going on for me. The full gamut of life experiences. Oh, absolutely. Um, there were always episodes I liked, mm-hmm. yes. uh, but for me, my true love of the show. Okay, so uh, when I really started to love the show was when I was able to buy the DVD boxed sets.
1: Yeah, and yeah,
2: then this was it,
1: during the advent of DVD box sets. It
2: was, and it was the first TV show box set I owned. Oh, it's a
1: special thing, then too.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and that gave me kind of the freedom to watch the episodes how I wanted to, when I wanted to. And my uh, really good friend Sonic and I, named after the hedgehog, of course. Uh, we would I would go over to his house. He got he worked at Outback, mm. and back in the days, you know, I could stay up till four a.m. no problem. Still going to work at eight. That'd be great.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I miss those days.
2: We yeah. would watch, uh, you know, like a disc of Futurama episodes and just. Crack up! Yeah, watching yeah.
0: them—it was great. It was like the same year that my mom got me like a television for my room, or most of the next year. Because I got a television for my room one year. Nice. Next year, I got a DVD player and season two of Futurama. And oh man, it was just fantastic. Nice. First box man, that I ever owned as well. Man,
1: so. I think about the those golden initial years of DVDs. And my family did—I think in two thousand and one—get like a big five disc DVD player that they might still use on one TV. Ooh. But Ooh. my main my main uh, source of them of playing them became when I got my PS2. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a big selling oh, yeah. part of the console too. I think that's why people. I think that's one of the reasons it's still like the best selling console ever. Yeah, I yeah, it's, like remember, my, it's that it's one of my that is it, one of my favorite consoles ever in general, next to Super NES. Yeah.
0: I still have that DVD player that my mom, my mom got me because it stopped working while I had, like, Season 4, Disc 3 of Futurama in the DVD player. Mm-hmm. I just never got back to unscrew it and get that disc <laughs> out. But I still have the whole DVD player. Just for the disc? Just for – I know it's in there. And Let's I wonder, get out
1: the, the Season 4, Disc 3 machine.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 that's
1: almost a Futurama joke. Like, they build a yeah, the machine that can just play one movie <laughs> or show.
0: That's yeah, I think where I do. really fell in love with the show – uh Prior to getting those DVDs, was all the reruns in Adult Swim. Yeah, yeah, no, that was huge
2: for them too. Yeah,
1: that was uh, that blew my mind at the time too, because I was like, "What? Warner Brothers isn't going to get a Fox show?" And they're like, "Yes, yeah. we are." Um, and that, and then uh, both it rerunning it and Family Guy is what led to those shows renewing popularity and getting resurrected.
2: That and, and DVD sales. I mean, I mean, which,
1: but I think the DVD sales were helped by Adult Swim too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. I mean, that was a commercial every night for thirty minutes. Yeah, and it became kind of must must watch TV for me and people my age during that time. I mean, we would stop what we were doing, freebasing cocaine in our orgies, to <laughs> stop and watch um, Futurama and Family Guy, and then like right back to it. Right, yeah. we all have nobody had hat. time for the docs. No, bunch of racists. Wait, it, are you calling the
1: Boondocks racist, or is Boondocks calling you racist? Because I can <laughs> yes, of it, it, it's,
2: it's up to our listener
1: to decide. <laughs> okay, I mean, from in the world of Boondocks, we're all the racists, but uh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, Futurama is just. I I'm kind of mad that I didn't. I, there's still a lot of it I haven't watched. Not just when it when it came back to Comedy Central, but of a lot of the original run. Um, oh man. But it's just showing um, a really good batting average. There's very, it's very rare that they did an episode I didn't like.
0: So the, it, you said before that you haven't seen the movies or the second run. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I haven't seen anything past uh, the original finale, Devil's Hands.
0: Yeah, so you still have a good batting average. Uh, yes, the, I know that's. The second of- run, the second run's not so great, and the movies are kind of hit and miss as well. Yeah,
1: people, I, I kind of bad out because people were saying weren't big on the movies and. I, though, I mean, looking at the Comedy Central they're definitely ones I want to watch. I know people generally liked the final episode. Uh, I'm yeah. really curious about the one where they do different animation styles for each segment. Uh, yeah, like, that's one good. that's like that 30s, one, rubber hose, cuphead, one that's like 8, 16-bit pixels, and one that's just anime. Because I saw a picture. Of it's like Amy is basically Sailor Moon and <laughs> Farnsworth is basically Gendo <laughs> from yeah, that's, that's
0: like, of you know, What they started doing with every finale was like uh, there was one where there were Galapagos turtles and stuff Yeah, I just kept experimenting
1: like a bunch of what if stories
0: yeah but not with the what if machine just no. like which,
2: randomly which never came back yeah yeah, which is a, a tragedy I, I think I think
1: once was. Farnsworth saw what would have happened if he'd done the thing longer he's like yeah. well let's work us done
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the thing longer yes. that's the punchline of the episode he just watched it what would have happened if I'd made the thing longer <laughs> the thing longer <laughs> oh Farnsworth <laughs> But yeah, no, just looking at some of the facts about the show that I I was, like, I was curious about, like, what got it off the g- ground, like, what was the incentive? So it turns out Fox had been pushing Mac Groening since the mid-90s, if you want to make a new show, go for it. And wow. he and David Cohen started brainstorming around 96 and, you know, took their time with it. And apparently the funny thing is the struggles with Fox began from the outset because, I guess maybe there have been some management changes because Green said during that going into Simpsons, Fox was pretty hands-off. Like, they trusted them with their writing and jokes and didn't worry too much. But when it came to drama, like, apparently they looked at the first episode where, like, there's, you know, there's a joke about, like, suicide booths and yeah. they were like, oh, are you sure? And he was like, this is what we found the Simpsons. And they're like, well, yeah, but things changed. And eventually, you know, they let that happen but there was still always, like, it was never a smooth sailing for him there. And that I'm sure, like the scheduling, that he must have been pulling his hair out frequently.
2: I remember reading about the when the uh, broadcast standards people at Fox read the read the script for the first Futurama episode, and they wanted they were like appalled by the probulator. They wanted (laughs) that thing out. They were like, "No, you can't have this!" And like, people were like. Like the like, they wanted to like, close the Simpsons down over it. They were oh so gosh. pissed off. The standards of practice guy was like, yeah. "What the hell, man?" That is like making like calm down. Like network <laughs>
1: censors have always been a thorn in cartoonists' side. I remember Animaniacs did a whole episode basically lampooning them.
0: Uh, have you seen the? This is way off topic, but the the broadcast standard, standards for Spider Man the animated series.
1: No, uh, but I'm curious to hear what they included.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of crazy stuff, like, uh, so guns couldn't have bullets, which... Laser guns, that's a, that goes back to G.I. Joe. Yeah, but, like, Batman the Animated Series, at the same time, they had bullets. Yeah. Uh, The the really crazy one is that whenever Spider-Man landed on a roof, he couldn't step on a pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very very clearly defined. Did they think they were going to write that in? (laughs) Yeah, very clearly, cannot land on a pigeon when he lands on a roof
2: Spider-Man is not a pigeon killer god damn it yeah, right wow <laughs> freaking street rats yeah wow. that's ridiculous
0: <laughs>
1: maybe they, I remember um, a book I read in middle school which I highly recommend called Serious Business by Stefan Camper. it's mainly a uh, history of the animation during like, the golden age of like Looney Tunes but it also talks about stuff from like the, six, the, the early days of TV and mm-hmm. you think that's insane apparently um, you guys remember Josie and the Pussycats right
0: yeah. So yeah, long e- long tails in the ears for hats.
1: Right, right, right. So that original show, I guess there was an episode where they wrote, you know, there was going to be something chasing a cat, like a regular cat, and it would jump into like a bowl of pasta or something so to, to blend in and not be caught. And the censors were like, no, kids will put cats in the spaghetti. <laughs>
0: well Fantastic yeah. Four the first Fantastic Four cartoon they wouldn't use the human torch yes so they were kids will set
2: themselves on fire uh, yeah. and thank you very much for having me remember that first Fantastic Four cartoon oh it's terrible that was awful awesome. yeah. awesome. yeah. yeah. hey uh, we need a new
0: episode soon, we do so yeah. maybe oh boy
2: oh yeah, yeah. We know,
0: yeah. we're put on a
1: put it on the list so we, we probably can't spend the whole episode talking about network sensors as funny as it is um yeah. But Futurama's uh, launched. So I guess one thing to talk about is, is uh, unless you guys have any topics you want to start with, is looking at the uh, characters and, oh, and uh, yeah. voice cast, because a lot of very recognizable people in here from one thing or another. I feel like the one who probably spans the most characters
0: is Billy West. Oh, uh, easily, yeah. yeah. Which, but he was led off of, like, uh, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, Ren and Stimpy put him on the, the right. map. I actually i've read he used to do uh work on howard stern's uh radio shows uh oh, okay before uh moving to cartoons ironically it was you know john Kay who got him who got him into that but they had such a bad falling out and mm. uh you know i think billy west has come out on top of the two by this point
0: yeah <laughs> uh, oh, no, yeah, easily.
1: Yeah, yeah and but yeah no he's billy west is always someone who's fun and uh so I, I, when I think of the list, I either think Ram Stimpy, uh, particularly this, and I think he's still the Red Eminem alongside J-K- yeah. alongside yeah. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, that's always to wow. weird. Yeah, about. that is
2: J.K. Simmons. It, it's it? always
1: yeah, it's still him before anybody yeah, knew who he yeah. was. So for a while, I was telling people, yeah, that's J Jonah Jameson speaking of Spider Man. Oh, ah, um, cool! And oh, did you guys see that? See a tweet the other day where people did a Photoshop because everybody's been like, who could play Jameson nowadays? And somebody said John C. McGinley.
0: Oh that Oh be, yeah, that'd be amazing. It'd be I
1: awesome. I was like, "Oh my god, it never clicked with me. Now we need to make this happen." Um yeah. and apparently McGinley liked
2: like the tweet. As long as he calls Peter Parker Susan as a, as a nod to scrubs. <laughs> "Susan, get in here." Susan. Get in here. <laughs> All right, Daphne, let me tell you what's going on. <laughs> Just a barber. Um
1: <laughs> no. no, but uh, Billy West. Uh, so it's like it's what he's Fry, he's Farnsworth, he's uh, Zapp Ranigan, and he's Zoidberg, and i and probably forgetting so, like at least one other guy. Oh,
0: I slurs McKinsey uh, Yes, uh, some one-off yeah. character, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons of He's like everybody in this show. Yeah,
1: and it's just a very nice because do you know the history about behind Zapp voice? Yeah, it was yeah, supposed
0: it was to be Phil Hartman. Hartman. Yeah, and that's why he yeah. named Phil too.
1: Yeah, because. Um, yeah, Phil Hartman for those we mentioned him in the Simpsons episode, voice of Troy McClure and Lionel Hutch, the lawyer, uh, very tragically he was shot by his wife. He was also yeah. he was also on SNL back in the day, unfrozen caveman lawyer, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, he uh, was
2: he was the uh, part of the greatest cast ever on that. He, show. He was a
1: funny guy. It was it was a loss, and so yeah, the original plan was I actually read even though MacReady had always said, "Hey, Phil, this is going to be you." He still insisted he audition, and obviously knocked it out of the park. And ah. so yeah, the uh, the result is that according to Billy West. Fry's first name being Philip is a tribute and obviously Billy West is very much channeling Phil Hartman like you can totally you can hear it and it's like that's what that's what the, that's the vibe that they would have gone for and uh, props to Billy West he definitely pulls it off oh
2: you know, yeah, absolutely. absolutely bombastic and just yeah. over the top one of your favorite
1: episodes that I think we're going to talk about is Wars the H-word there's a lot of a great uh, zap stuff in that
0: oh I love uh, that episode yeah. that's, that's drunk Keith's go-to <laughs>
1: He's on, he's on a horse on a platform for half the episode. Yeah. Uh, yes,
0: you scared Felicity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he have the horse?
1: Or, or, and, you, know, he's, you can tell he's worried that he's turning gay for Lee Lemon. Yeah, yeah. What's your name? <laughs> Lee
2: Before Love Before we get, man- to that, get through the rest Love of the act.
1: Lemon. Lee Lemon. <laughs> yeah. um, and speaking of, of Leela, Katie Sigal, which is interesting because she doesn't do a ton of voice work. Um, she doesn't. No, and she's That's she's the Only
0: thing I've seen her in it was uh,
1: voice work. I well she, I know she was Peggy Bundy, the wife on on Married with Children. That was her big her big thing.
0: I, I, yeah, voice work wise though, I think this yes. Is
1: no, voice, I looked it up. There's not much else. Um, but yeah, she's continued to do uh, various TV and movie work through the years. Uh, if we're talking millennials, I know her as Pat the Smart House from the Disney Channel classic movie. Uh, I, don't I don't know if any of you have any idea of what I'm talking about.
0: Not, I don't know. I know she's also the the gal with a big scar on her chest in uh Sons of Anarchy. Yes, oh, yeah.
1: oh, yeah, I did hear she's on that. Yeah. I did not is hear, her her had, had her oh, is that right? Yeah, oh, interesting. Yeah, I'll just say real quick: Smart House is her basically imagines Siri, but it runs her whole house or Alexa. Um, but it gets sentient and hot and and reprograms herself to be a hologram of like a 50s sitcom mom and be like, You're living with me forever.
0: It, it, it's silly. So it's almost uh, like that uh, Treehouse of Horror episode of The Simpsons.
1: Oh, with Pierce Brosnan House? Pierce Brosnan yeah, House. It's yeah, to- yeah, Yes, it's totally like that. Um, exactly. Good comparison. Uh, and beyond that, this was also – this was really the breakout. This show made John DiMaggio because yeah. this, oh, yeah. this was his first and main so role. So I
2: heard
0: that uh, when they were casting people, like, everyone would do a robot voice. Yeah, they
1: were DiMaggio, like,
0: no. But I'm going to do a drunk voice, and they're like, that's the guy. Which <laughs> totally suits
1: Bender, like uh, – one of the episode, one of the anthology ones that I watched because it was one of my favorites was "What if they made Bender human?"
0: Oh yeah, and it's, it's like just air escaping.
1: He's so like, and it, yes, yes, yes. But I was, I'll, I'll get to that. But it's also that you know he's so happy. Like I'm getting drunk and it's actually bad for me. <laughs> like he takes such pleasure in ruining himself. But yeah, the yeah. end where he's morbidly obese and dies on stage. He can't have died. He just said "woo." No, that was the fault of air escaping from his flat. Yeah. <laughs> Roll out of here! You're starting to smell. Woo, woo. That's like I, wow. laughed, I had to rewind that because I just love the sight of rolling a fat corpse that's going woo. <laughs> 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 They're good at sometimes. They just do really bizarre jokes like that. Um, and and uh, I'd say like those three are like are the, the main trio is is a Friday, Leland Bender, but there's definitely also the other uh, Plant Express guys, uh, Hermes, the accountant, uh, Phil Lamar, who. Great, a lot great actor. It's done a lot of Samurai Jack, actually. That's always easy to forget. Yeah. And,
0: uh... uh Lauren Tom is Amy Wong.
1: Yes. Yeah, she's done various, uh... She has She's a pretty interesting body of work. I remember finding out she was in that movie North, like the worst Rob Reiner movie, Fletcher Wood.
2: Oh, whoa. Yeah, I saw I, a clip I, of I remember hearing about it, but I, ne- I never saw I it. I saw
1: That's... a clip of it where she's the wife of the governor of Hawaii, and the moment she started talking to I was like, Oh, hey, Amy. Um... And it took me a while. I never remember, figured, like, what was her job? And apparently she's both interning, but she's also an engineer. And Intern, uh, yeah. yes, and Zoidberg, obviously, uh, I think the standout of the, the secondary guys, just because what a weird character, both that he's strange, but he's so like, <laughs> everybody just likes to shit on him.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. Because I, I, I rewatched two better. clips,
1: The like, they crashed through the roof and Hermes just turns to him that's coming out of your pay yeah
0: <laughs> He also have uh, uh, Maurice LaMarche and Trust Me Neal yes and as Frank Trist- Welker and, and who's the last one? Uh, Frank Welker he's yes Nibbler.
1: yes Nibbler
0: yeah 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 And, and I mean, Maurice LaMarche
1: just- always stands out to me because it's, it's what he's Morbo Lur and uh, Calculon who Chris is quoted Kiff. in
0: the past on the show yeah he's Kiff Croker as well
1: that's right he is Kiff I always forget about that because it's so yeah. meek compared to his other roles
0: this is I, this is a star-studded cast. And yeah, if, you, if, you, really if you're
1: familiar with voice actors, a yeah. lot of amazing people here.
0: Yeah, this is I. This is probably the the most star-studded any TV show has gotten.
1: It uh, really is and, in a way. Yeah, um, <laughs> though I mean I was looking at like slight tangent. I was uh, when another I mentioned the Hate Do You Remember" podcast. They just reviewed the Dark Crystal, and there is a prequel series yeah, being made for Netflix. Uh, oh, cool. For anybody who likes that movie And I was looking at the cast and it was I was like Mark Strong Taryn Egerton, Mark Hamill And it just kept going, like I couldn't believe it
0: I've heard the comics of The Dark Crystal Are good too, just a slight tangent <laughs>
1: That's cool, I haven't I'm more of a labyrinth guy, but I'm aware there's a lot of Spinoff material for both those movies that people like yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Futurama I, I, So I've been guiding us Talking about like the, the voices and characters What are some other thing, any, things you would want to bring up?
0: Uh, maybe just, I we kind of alluded to it, but the the release schedule of this show, I mean, it started on uh, Fox for yes. the first four or five seasons, then they brought it back with four movies.
1: Yes, that kind of made their own season when you when you took it to them all together.
0: Yeah, and then they went to Comedy Central, and it kind of weirdly, like, parallels The Simpsons in, in many ways.
1: Like, the quality, the tone? What, what? Yeah,
0: like, the, I mean, the first season's kind of rough to get through. Mm -hmm. Um, If you watch it, it's almost like they're like, okay, we don't know if you'll get this joke, but we're putting out all these weird concepts. Maybe it'll be funny. Uh, It gets really good around season three and four, and then it kind of gets a cult following, and then uh, it kind of just gets bad after that.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, Fox Fox forgot about it. So one thing I would would talk about with the creation of the series is the world-building that they did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. they had a very strong writer's bible when they started, and they kept, and not in a bad way. They kept inside the box that they created, mm-hmm. right? And 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 they created a language for yes, this. I've heard about that, a couple of seasons in, fans had just ciphered yeah. the the first language, so they created the second language to f everybody up again. Oh man, That's yeah. Bad. Uh, There's an
1: alien language you can see on signs and graffiti, and people figured out an alphabet for it. Yeah, like a bunch of odd extra hidden jokes there right yeah. um it, it is and that's one of the other things i think that it has one of the thematic things that has in common with simpsons is this is still sci-fi in the future but it's still very satirical yeah in terms of like showing kind of like
0: weird, i feel like a like sci-fi comedy has been done since this but like this was kind of the first of this genre that i, that
2: I can remember oh. yeah i'm not sure when red dwarf started but I mean this was so mainstream um,
1: yeah. If we're talking live action, I'm sure there's been some other stuff. Uh okay. I mean I Peter's Guide to the Galaxy is one, but that's mostly books.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Fair enough.
1: And I, I remember as as when I was in middle school and I discovered both, I liked to compare uh Fry to Arthur Dent. <laughs> Neither are the brightest uh the brightest bulb.
2: Yeah.
1: No. But yeah, no, it's just I I feel like my go to for like just what sums up Futurama's melding of sci fi and uh satire is the uh, the commercials and dreams
2: oh yeah <laughs> uh, light speed uh light speed briefs yeah uh, yeah that's i mean that's our like near future oh very <laughs> cool. give it time
1: give it time when we get the brain implants that we're talking about that's when they'll be like yeah. all
2: right <laughs> exactly you are we'll dream it.
1: about you know flashing a bag of burritos at, at the camera i'm gonna be that's i, I just I, love fry's comment. like it, it, it was like what you didn't have Commercials and dreams. It was like no, just on TV and magazines and buses and planes and billboards written yeah. <laughs> in the sky. Yeah, but on dreams, never in dreams. Never and then dreams. when he has another, that's because that's the uh, anchovy episode when he has like a hallucination of like their heads flying by. Like all right, goodbye, Fry. Wee. This hallucination brought to you by Lightspeed Briefs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I so I both kind of love and hate that this show came back because mm. I'm always down for more future drama, even if it's kind of lukewarm to me. But it's also led to, like, every show ever needs to have, like, a Netflix series and bring back everyone for one final season and all this oh, other
1: revival. stuff. Oh, Arrested Development.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's my, a perfect yeah. – like, just – maybe some things can just be dead and be – Yeah.
1: I guess Well, it's 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 a two-edged sword because in both those cases, those were shows that felt like they hadn't run out of juice yet, but it just mm-hmm. didn't come together the same way once it happened.
0: But the, the finale of Futurama at least kind of works as a finale, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched right the
1: last off. scene, and yes. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like gives kind of gives a definitive, uh, uh, you, you, for people because because one of the, the bylines has always been Fry and Leela's relationship. Yeah, like how much she certainly cares for him as a friend, but he really wants to take it to the next level. And um, and one of the episodes you was you uh, said we should watch. Uh, Time keeps on slipping.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. One of the best
1: the gut so punches good. of an ending. It
2: oh, yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, we'll
1: were... never know how and nobody else will know. Yeah. Also, I hope I wasn't the only person watching the first act of that going, this is Space Jam. This is literally it's, Space it, Jam. It,
2: it really is. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a good callback to Space Jam. Yeah. For sure. He's really showing us what a man with a cannon is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, <laughs> what, are, what will happen if we lose? Nothing. Just you're just about, like, you'll look like losers or something. And just the idea yeah, that the Globetrotters like- went off and founded their own planet. Because I was like, are they aliens? It's like, no, it's the Globetrotters. They just went away for a
2: while and became scientists. <laughs> I mean, no, ex- no what? Do you know, when, when I was a kid, the trotters would show up on everything. Well, maybe not everything, but they would show up on Scooby-Doo. <laughs> You'd be like, wow, the Globetrotters are on Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I there's there some of there those on, on Scooby-Doo them,
1: at you know. this point. But yeah, the Globetrotters... Oh, yeah. Because they're still doing their jokes, and it's just it's, – it's this pur- purposefully absurd mix of like they're super geniuses, but they're still like that.
0: You're the Bubblegum Tate? Yeah. <laughs> Curly Joe, what do you think? Yeah. And so, Bender,
1: but, oh, and Bender wine so badly to be a Globetrotter, and at one point yeah. they say, everybody in this room is now on Ray Globetrotter. He rushes in. Nope, you missed the opportunity.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> should we should we move into our favorite episodes? That's that's Andy's favorite
1: okay yeah let's go for it uh you guys can kick, kick it off we made yeah. a list.
0: time keeps, keeps on slipping but, mm-hmm. yeah and oh just what an episode uh, yeah so yeah crazy concepts. and
1: yeah, when, I, that's another thing I want to get credit for when it comes up with these sci-fi concepts they're legit well thought out not just funny but you look at that and it's like that is interesting creative and kind of makes sense in its own way Mm-hmm.
2: and I know big Bang Theory, I used to always get a bunch of credit for like any of the math that you saw on the show was like real math mm. and they had a, a mathematic specialist a mathematician uh, mathematician arith- yeah. a, a arithmetologist <laughs> on on hand and uh, and they would always like validate and make sure that they would just copy out of you know whatever textbook or paper had been written the same thing happened with Futurama yeah they had, they had two,
0: I believe yeah I can they, believe that.
2: they in a couple, and so anytime you see equations and stuff, if 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 you were so inclined, you would recognize that as not gibberish.
0: Yeah.
1: That's really cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, which that episode's full of. Uh, time keeps on slipping. And the way it could start slipping. And I mean, just you know, the fact that the shutters just show up and start kind of wreaking a little havoc. But I mean it's not there's nothing at stake, right? Yeah. It's, it's attitudes and and, and just one upsmanship and, and, and trying to be better. Yeah. There, two of
0: my favorite lines are from this episode, which is Ooh. when uh, Bogan Tate's like, Our plan was always to trail the half, but also, What game were the refs watching? <laughs> 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 and also, <laughs> uh, yes, when Farnsworth is like, At this rate, by tomorrow it'll be Tuesday, by Tuesday it'll be, it'll be Wednesday, and by Wednesday it'll be the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: And just the, the comedic fun they have with the uh, the time jumps. Like when they took the chronic that pop star, like this yeah. promising star up, won four Grammys, was found dead in her bathtub.
2: Yeah. Yes! Well, <laughs> oh my god. That just paralleled Britney Spears' career at the time. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Kind of, it's still kind of a,
1: a minor miracle she lived through that.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And, it's, uh, it's Or the birthdays.
0: Uh, like works uh, as comedy works.
1: Yeah, or the birthdays. Like because Amy's birthday and Zora like can't wait for my birthday tomorrow it's just him in the apartment oh.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: it's all alone gets oh. some of the it. best like sad noises I, I feel like one of his most famous bits oh. is when he repairs his slinky oh, yes yeah. you're my all good slinky. little friend oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> that part sometimes they just I love when Pixar just does little one-off jokes that are just intent completely completely absurd like, why did this get like catch fire?
0: Yeah. Oh man, it's it's hilarious.
1: <laughs> or or when I was thinking should... of the, the the second episode when they go to the moon. Um and we'll get the don't worry, we'll get oh. back to it but when when Brian and Leela drive a, mo- a moon buggy over like a gulch and alligators with space always jump at them yeah, yeah. oh man
2: that's fantastic we're whalers on the moon
0: Yeah, you all yeah. use yeah.
1: harpoons.
0: but there's no whales so we tell, tell tales and sing oh, a yeah. whaling tune I also and always you know, remember uh, I can't remember my social security right. number
1: <laughs> I always remember when uh, Bender is magnetized he's like singing come around run the mountain involuntarily It's yeah. like yeah. I, hate yeah. right. Right. I hate you Amy why don't you come um yeah. <laughs> That's and right. uh, or, or no, the joke I always quote is uh, when because you know the, it's, all, it's it's is contrasting Fry's excitement with how routine the mood is by this point. Can I do the the, the countdown? Ten, nine, eight. Okay, we're here. Six, seven, four, oh, two, one. Yeah, oh, we're
0: here.
1: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, time keeps on slipping. Is it's just because an, another thing that I praise Simpsons for in our episode and Futurama follows through very well on the show has a surprising amount of really well done emotion.
2: Oh, yeah. so much so, and, and I mean, way more emotion. Like, because when The Simpsons does emotion, and, and we're going to have to draw some contrast, of course, uh, in contrast to the shows. Uh, same dad. Um, when this show has emotion, there's there they don't cue up the the music, and there's there's no violin playing, and it's not Lisa and Homer sitting on the side of the bed. I mean, it's it's really you know there could be a, a point where uh, in one episode, Zat Brandigan loses his commission, and you can tell he's just crushed. I mean, this is his whole life gone. Yeah, I remember that one cartoon, and he's just walking out of the room, and then he stops to give some dumb impassioned speech. But it, it's just it's so beautiful uh, of what he can do, yeah. <laughs> and and I just think of uh, you know the the subtleties between uh, Fry and Leela. Uh, Kiff and Amy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Kiff and Amy that, hook up, and then
1: yeah. Leela accidentally gives their children because the, the whole touch and. Kif right. Zap and Leela. I mean, just
2: every yes. time. <laughs> just he's so crazy. Yes. Oh,
1: I always felt so bad for Leo in those moments, but it is hilarious. And... Oh, I didn't. Not, not one bit. <laughs> we had the end of War the H Word, which just beat the shit off him. That was fun. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause he's all into it, yeah. Anytime yeah. he could, she could touch him. He's yeah, he's okay out. with it. Oh yeah. This their, their, into...
1: their initial, uh, you know, hooking up, champagne. Yeah. No,
2: yeah. champagne. I still call it that to this that, day. Yeah. That
1: that one word sums up Zap so well. Yeah, oh
2: yeah.
0: Such
1: a blowhard, but just a dumbass.
0: So we we gotta talk about the elephant in the room, which is a drastic bark.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. for me, it's the one-two punch of that and luck of the fryrush.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good one. too. The
1: five-leaf clover, like yeah, it's
0: Seven. the Seven. first
1: episode. Really does downplay, you know, Fry leaving his old life behind, like his family. For his first family disappeared, and you know, for him, that they're gone, they're dead, long dead. Uh, and both those episodes show that there were some actual effects there for his brother and and the first for what was it, Seymour Asses, the dog?
0: Yeah, Seymour. Yeah. yeah,
1: that was. It's already tugging at my heartstrings when he's his starving stray dog. Like, the dog's my favorite thing in the world, so it's all like, oh, poor little guy. And
0: yeah, I feel like this is... John, I feel like this is our, our generation's uh, Bambi.
1: You told me that on Twitter. I can kind of yeah. see that.
2: I think <laughs> yeah, Chris was I, here, he
1: would argue Lamb for Time was that. Um, go back to our Emotional Moments
0: episode. For Time.
2: Yeah, I, I, I... Where I, I also talked Jurassic Park. I, like, uh, I feel like the
0: reruns on Adult Swim... Really-
2: I, we're not crying, there's just stuff in our eyes. He, oh. <laughs> yeah, because it's that episode... I think especially
1: that episode, like, it kind of hides the big sucker punch, the gut punch for you. Like, there's still a lot of funny stuff going on. Um,
0: yeah. And if you've seen the movies, John, it uh, ruins the sucker punch for you. So
1: I've heard about that because he gets to reunite with Seymour. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah. you know, good or bad thing, depending on how you view the effectiveness of the emotion. But I will say uh, that episode also, I think, that – because – Bender's an asshole. He's done a lot of horrible stuff. I still think throwing Seymour in the lava is the most despicable thing he's ever done. And That's
0: true. He does do that. I gotta watch this episode. You yeah, I'm
1: all me. you got. And yeah. to be fair, he immediately yeah. reversed on that when he realized... Because he says, like, i would kind of been assuming you were just... Tr- you doing this all this Seymour stuff to mess with me, but when Fry breaks down, he just jumps into lava. So, bit of redemption mm-hmm. there. But it, it does take a lot to make Bender's good side come out. You gotta yeah. really... Do something extreme for him to do that. True. Um, although I do remember the episode where he's helping the orphans, and at the end, they're all just hugging yeah. him, and he's just going, "I, I hate you. I hate you all."
2: Yeah, you know? yeah. Only enough <laughs> to live. Yeah, only enough to live because he's also doing it for twelve hundred bucks a week too. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, one of my favorite one-off jokes. You know that Zoom in better. I have a plan so cunning, so devious that <laughs> I found the defendant guilty. Stupid anti-pimping
2: laws. Bender, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> honey, we love you. Shut up, honey, I know it. Shut up, baby, I know it. Shut up, yeah. baby, I know it. Uh, uh, it. I think it was the, the Wither on the Moon episode where he goes, I'm going to go find my own theme park with hookers. Blackjack, blackjack. and hookers. get yeah. the blackjack.
1: <laughs> that might be the most famous one off Bender joke. I've heard that reference so many times.
2: Yeah, I'll still use it and I'll pass it off as a line that I say <laughs> for people who don't know if you drama. <laughs> It's called stealing, Andy. Oh, stealing. stealing! Yeah, that's what it's called it.
1: plagiarism. A lot of people yeah.
2: do that.
1: It's the cool thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yes. Uh. But yes. Uh, Jurassic Park. That I think part of it is that yes, yeah, that montage in the music and that last shot of people. I think a lot of people argue whether or not that's the moment of Seymour's death. And I like uh, to
0: think it you is. know it's not. But oh, damn it okay yeah sorry because when you think about it uh, when they find the fossil he's standing up
1: oh you're right you're right yeah. Cause, and yeah. protect, protected by a layer of dolomite
0: yeah but that's I, that's a beautiful ending to it to
1: really a, is and yeah. uh, and then like with the Fry rich, another thing that whole misunderstanding thinking yeah. that the brother stole his name and then you get that flashback of him naming the son and, and yeah. I just love the end for,
0: that was but, one of my least favorite episodes for a long time but why? I, I don't know. It just doesn't do it. Like, there's a lot of flashbacks, and uh, it doesn't do a whole lot for me, but okay, I, I love it now. I, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, now. and I just love at the end, Fry didn't say a word. He's just smiling and tearing up while Breakfast Club yeah. uh, plays, which yeah. was yeah. set up earlier in the episode,
2: and I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I Myself, I love that You know, from the first time I saw it. Not that I'm better than Keith, but I clearly am. <laughs> I think part <laughs> it of it was –
1: yeah. I'll make it a little personal. <laughs> First time I saw that, it was me and my brother watching the Adults from Rerun. And when it ended, I just turned around and hugged him. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's sweet.
2: I, yeah. I, I have a brother myself and I can't help but think about him every time I watch that episode. Yeah,
1: because we argued so much in our middle high school years. But yeah, at the end of the day, I was like, if something had happened with him, I would be devastated.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful
1: episode. It really is. And uh, I'm trying to think, so what another, what's another one of uh, your episodes you wanted to bring up? Because we, we each came up with a couple.
0: Yeah, my favorite episode is uh, "War is the H Word," yep, where which we
1: discussed with uh, well briefly we mentioned because I mentioned uh, <laughs> Brannigan on yeah. the horse on the platform.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's just like everything I love about this show, which is like an absurd concept. The characters get wrapped into it, and they just have to kind of go with it. There's a bunch of great <laughs> jokes about
2: the whole episode is so <laughs> absurd. Those those balls when they're when they're negotiating. <laughs> we once had a ball, and he jumped two meters. And then he jumped one meter. And then he jumped three point one six meters.
0: <laughs> it's just amazing. oh my god!
2: And that's, that's their tail. They're they're like yeah. They're, they're, and Henry Kissinger, yeah. There. Henry, yeah.
1: yeah. Henry Kissinger, Bender keeps uh, trying to say his ass phrase but gets interrupted or thinks about something else. I yeah. just the beginning. The setup is that they they they're trying to buy a stick of gum, ninety cents. <laughs> no, we got a military just don't.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well,
0: and uh, you mentioned the the ass phrase uh, at the end. They do the like. Uh, Letterman ten top phrases, and oh, if yes. you watch the episode, he says all of them. Uh, like number two is kind of a fake out where he says daffodil, but if you watch the whole uh, episode, he does say hot diggy daffodil while he's in the like wheelchair. So
2: it's it's a great. He's and he's not in a wheelchair either. He's got wheels attached to his hips <laughs> with clicking clackers. With clicking clackers, yeah. <laughs> It's oh, it, there's yeah.
1: just so many absurd jokes. When they at the training ground, there's like a circus master with a flaming hoop and a whip. Like what yeah. the fuck is happening?
0: My my favorite joke is uh when the newspaper flies up at the end of the episode as mm-hmm. says, balls thoroughly licked.
2: Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> How did they get that? <laughs> I know, yeah. How did they get away with that? Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Or yeah. The, the the robot doctor who he has a switch between Maudlin and, yeah, and it's... Comical.
2: Yeah, it's uh, Hawkeye from MASH. Yeah, it's a what whole MASH. IHawk. Yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> it's Alan right. Moore would go in between, you know, comedy and, and model humor. Just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. It was it's hilarious. fantastic.
0: It's, yep. a, it's a great, like, it's also an episode you don't need to know the whole story of Futurama for either. Yeah, like sometimes
1: more than others because they deal with backstory. That one, it's yeah. you get it.
0: You don't even know. You don't even need to know that Fry came from the past to watch that episode. No, well. or that
1: uh, Lila hates hates Brand again. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it, it's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess there are more episodes that who, where plot points and jokes rely more on on Fry's origin, uh, like the the anchovy episode. <laughs> Becoming a billionaire yeah. because of his oh, yeah. bank account interest. Yeah. That is that is one of my favorite endings where Zoidberg – because his race ate all the anchovies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh Man, just so many weird – oh, OK. So I'll bring up another one, um, one of my favorites. And again, it really gets recreated, Roswell that ends well.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, that's Traveling
1: a to like 50s Roswell where it's like – Turns out the the UFO sighting was them in Zoidberg. The UFO was Bender. Yeah, um,
0: still one of my favorite jokes is uh, if it's anything like my cousin Chevy Nova, it'll light up the night sky.
1: <laughs> or uh, you know, try to blend in, and they're asking for a microwave. Oh. And sir, your wife is being your wife is being being obnoxious. So I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a put a pan because he's spending all your time here, and she like yeah. sets his, sets it on fire or something. Um, uh, but uh, even crazier stuff like Fry is thinking about Back to the Future and worried about you know killing his grandfather. Turns out he's his own grandfather, right. which, which is then, so uh, fucked up. It's
0: so like, funny. That's why and, he has the the beta brainwaves but, yes, the brain waves. Yes,
1: it's it's built on. Nibbler says he's impervious to those brain people making people stupider because being your own grandfather can uh, prevent prevent you from that.
2: Already makes you such a raving idiot. Yeah. Um, the the way his grandfather acts though is so hilarious. <laughs> Brad, do you ever think you just like you don't like girls? Don't ever think about that. Don't ever think Would about that again. Play with girls because you're supposed to. you're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> don't think
1: that. And then like he hides yeah. in the house. There's like a pinup calendar. He looks at a cowboy. Pulls down. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, no, <laughs> yes. That.
2: The
1: floor yeah. almost landed on him. Ooh, I was almost neutered. I wouldn't have
0: died. though yeah. I could have done. He pushes him. From getting run over by a truck onto a pile of rusty babies. Yes, banana.
1: and oh, the truck is going so slow and then turns a corner anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: oh, it's um, good. So. And one of the best uh, screams when Fry realizes, <laughs> 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 running around what? naked, and the grandma's like, That's you say it's so? Awesome.
2: <laughs> it's impossible.
1: I mean, if she's my grandmother, who's my grandfather? Isn't it obvious? You are. Did you say something, dearie? I'm a bit
2: hard of hearing.
0: Yeah, uh, that that episode has a great bit of animation where the nuke hits right where his yes. grandma's. it's a very well
1: away. animated mushroom cloud. And you
0: see well, you can see it, It's also animated in the rearview mirror as it's bouncing, and the mushroom cloud stays static. I, it's it's a Good little bit of animation. I really yeah, like
1: it. Yeah, no, the show's pretty well animated over around. It was also yeah. one of the first to uh, utilize cel shaded CG for when ships are flying around. Pretty smart, yeah. Because especially oh, no. because the, I, especially cause the uh, planet spaceship is so iconic.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. I, I like at The the end, just the full out. Okay, well, we've tried to play nice. Let's just go ahead and assault the base with our futuristic technology. And- right. the <laughs> brother has my
1: liver on his face or something. <laughs> and, and how many disposable organs, Zoidberg has? Yeah. yeah
0: yeah we just take re- them I have four of them <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um yeah, just having a lot of fun with with all I, I and another one of my favorite just kind of out there concept is how it ends with Bender's head, yeah going up yeah, getting stuck really cool. there for a thousand years and they find him like how it was it like Barry, with that hole that was pretty good till you showed up,
2: yeah, and actually they did that with data. Oh, on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Really? Yeah. Wow. At one point, they they find a head that was buried on Earth several hundred years prior, and they reactivate it. Was oh, it okay? Was it wasn't yeah. Data's head? He found it, or no? They they found Data's head oh, in an okay. archaeological dig uh, on Earth, which of course set in a bunch of events into motion. Oh. Okay. Okay. So maybe Seven. maybe it was a callback. Um, I, you know, I, I, I gotta think just a little bit. Well, have let's get
1: really into what we, one of the we talked about real briefly the the Star Trek episode. Yes, I it wasn't on the oh, list, but gosh. the fact that they got back just about every surviving cast member.
2: Yeah, I, I still can't believe that they did to this day. I mean, I still watch that episode in awe.
1: Yeah, I, I still have never seen the original show, but it's it's still something I appreciate. Oh, and Leonard Nimoy is in the first episode. Like, hey, live long and prosper. I, I don't do that yeah. anymore. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, right. yeah. Th- that's. Um,
1: that's I only right. remember uh, we get a scene of Kirk singing uh, Slim Shady, Chatner style. <laughs> yes, I'm Slim Shady. I'm the real Slim Shady.
2: I'm Slim
0: Shady. Yes, I'm the real Shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating. How can you do a spoken word version of a rap song? I'm, just, I'm so sorry. I have to pee really bad that's my favorite
1: Kirk quote too
0: <laughs>
2: yeah right yeah, sorry ah, I'm so sorry I, I have to be real bad Klingons yeah right yeah yeah okay we'll pause sorry
0: sorry John that's cool uh, Chris Van Walnut ladder
1: <laughs> is that is that is that a running gag between you two the term walnut ladder
2: it, it absolutely is he's he's had it since before he met me
1: but yeah, yeah. whenever I have a soda it's, I could call myself walnut ladder but that just sort of goes fast for everyone <laughs> please stand by
0: my only issue with the Star Trek episode is that they couldn't get the Forrest Kelly back because he was already dead.
1: Well, as I said, everybody was already dead. But yeah, yeah.
0: Ouch! i um, the hell. I,
1: I love I love Bones. He's my favorite character. That was disrespectful. It was just like, yeah, I was. Yeah. they they, had done, they didn't do it earlier. It just reminded me of his death. It was it was tragic. Uh, okay, that's understandable. Um, but it's it's also I just love that it's kind of like it is both a loving but also poking fun at. At the Trekkie culture,
2: yeah, yeah because
1: how, so, yeah. how you know you have this superpower brain alien who's just a big fanboy, and yeah. it all just comes down to all this trivia. <laughs> and yeah.
2: that's that's where the best of the, of, of poking fun at, at Trekkie humor comes in, though. I mean, little reverence, but also, boy, where do they take it too far? at? Yeah. And uh, when when Melvar, who's, who's the big gaseous alien, yes. Uh, of which they point out, we fought four of you on the original show. <laughs> yeah. um, that that he 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 attacks them in a ship that's just a toy that he had to ruin by taking it out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: good, yeah. yeah.
1: And there's stuff in that episode that I didn't know was a reference till later, like how Fry is answering the trial in that beeping box.
0: Oh, oh yeah, beep. yeah. Um, the
1: cage. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then there's stuff that I could tell with a reference to something like Uhura's Fan Dance because I'm like well that has to be something
2: uh yeah Star Trek 5 that was that was cringeworthy I yep, mean yep. I remember watching that movie when I was like 12 and going the, oh god the, and I'm trying to remember if the episode did they replicate the fight in the lizard
1: suit guy in Kirk or I don't remember if they did that but that's another I, famous I know
0: Shatner does the, the two fisted punch at some the point. The two fisted yeah. punch. Okay. He's, he's
2: ripping it actively ripping his shirt. <laughs> yeah. And there was a reason why Shatner always had a torn shirt on the show. Okay. Was mm-hmm. because the the uh, material that they made the uniforms out of was so cheap, it was only really good for three episodes, anyhow. Oh, <laughs> so, that's an excuse to replace so it. So, might as well, yeah, get in a tussle and rip your shirt. Well, no. I thought
1: you were going to say he's and demanded he walk around shirtless as much as possible, which wouldn't surprise
2: me. If yeah. you see that episode where
0: he's teaching that kid how had to, had to do uh, like, body rolls, you know that <laughs> that was not the case. <laughs> <laughs> it was super high waisted pants. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's old school Coney Allen pet straw. Yeah. Right. Um, Coney Island-
1: and so connecting that because uh, ah. Nich- Nichelle Nichols was also in one of the anthology of interest episodes or segments. Yes, it uh, yeah. yeah. that was, that was always uh, it was their Treehouse of Horror equivalent, only not necessarily horror theme, but a bunch of non-canon what-if stories. Yeah, and she
0: was on with uh, Gary Gygax. It was
1: nuts. It was her, Gary Gygax, Al Gore, Stephen Hawking, and Deep Blue, the chess computer. I think it was Jess McNeil doing that voice. But um, I actually read – because Stephen Hawking also guest-starred in The Simpsons, and that wasn't them replicating his software. He came into the booth and did it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. actually. uh, So I I watched that episode with the commentary. Getting him to say Fruitopia was apparently a, a big issue with them.
1: Like the, with, with, he didn't want to say it or his software was not right. The
0: well, software couldn't do it. Oh, okay. He says, yeah. This isn't a utopia. It's a fruitopia. And they had to like work with his software. for Yeah. yeah. Hours, so to get it just to say fruitopia. I've it's messed
1: with so- the stock text speech software for some of my videos. And it can be iffy when you're trying to get to that, like those not real words or names. Um, yeah. but it has one. Stephen Hawking has one of my favorite jokes. Uh, do you remember when Fry walks into the alley?
0: Uh, Oh, who is that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He walks in. You hear Stephen yeah. Hawking. There he is. Get him. Who
0: said that? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think you just seen Stephen Hawking. Did one of you say that uh, Al Gore's daughter was a yes. vice producer on this? Or yeah,
2: she, she became a EVP, mm-hmm. and then she was a she was a writer on that show. I think towards the end of the series, and that's how they got him originally. Mm-hmm. Was for anthology of interest. That was part two, right, John? It was an it was an early season, so okay. Yeah. It was it was part two, I believe. It
0: was Fox
1: era.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, because they didn't do anthology of interest in the. Uh,
1: oh, that's um, right. They didn't give that that name
0: anymore.
2: Yeah. Right. They, they found ways around it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was uh, one of the writers on the show, Mm-hmm. and because they got him Al Gore on the anthology of interest episode, and then, um where global global warming's taking over the planet mm-hmm. and they have to destroy all robots. Yeah. And yeah. Al Gore shows up with his head in a jar. He's the king of king of the moon, right? Or Mars. Oh, I forget. He's, yeah. yeah. I I mean, he's offering
0: sapphires Offer, for the yeah. Yeah, which would be and, great for anyone. Or also someone trying to open a portal or something. Portal.
2: <laughs> and then it cuts to like this evil wizard with horns. he's <laughs> like, Yes, I would love those moon sapphires. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: and you just reminded me, one of my favorite favorite things to think about is the whole celebrity head in jars. Like, because it's such a fun way to circumvent, like, how do we get modern people in the future?
2: Oh, yeah. such a great way. And sometimes it's
1: mm-hmm. they will be able to make jokes about what they did in the future. Because, do you remember uh, Pamela Anderson's cameo? Oh, yeah. They mentioned no. watched the movie, the first film filmed entirely in slow motion.
0: Yeah, ah! yeah. <laughs> She's also one of the, one of Swim's McKenzie's. Bluesies.
1: Oh, yes. No, sometimes they would play original characters. Like, uh, when Fry's girlfriend came back, it, I believe it was Sarah Silverman?
0: Yes, correct, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's a fun mix there.
0: And yeah, and when the show got, uh, uh, Bush's daughter, it got kind of preachy with all the, uh, environmentalism and whatnot. Bush's daughter? Not the-
1: Gore's daughter. I don't think, I don't know if Bush's daughter <laughs> would be being
0: that. Gore's yeah. daughter? Bush's daughter was like, we need fracking! We need fracking yeah. now! Yeah. Excuse me. but uh, And that's more
2: the the later seasons. Yes. Yeah. The Comedy yeah. Central era was very preachy. Yes. Yeah, I guess that's one of the
1: issues with the later seasons. Mm-hmm. Fourth,
2: yeah. I feel yeah. like
1: being satirical can get your point across without being preachy. Yeah, um, right. Simpsons was, was good at that, too. And I'm just looking up... Uh, I th- okay, we're going to go back and forth. What's another episode you guys would like to bring up, if you have any? Oh. We might be we might be reaching the tail end. I have at least one more.
2: Uh, oh, so we were talking uh, we were talking during a break about Godfellas, where Bender gets shot out of a torpedo tube. Yes, yes. And He's going too fast for the ship to pick him up, mm-hmm. and then he gets hit in the in the ass with with a meteorite, and that has got microscopic life form. And all the rest of the episode around surrounding that is just terrible and Bender's like trying to slow down so he's like throwing loot out yeah. of his out of his chest <laughs> his candelabras but he's got a candelabra and a little cord. Yeah. and and this he he builds two societies one society is kind of on his chest groin area yes. and the other side on his ass and just and it's an allegory for god you know what if yeah. god listened to us well what yeah
1: what happens at the end is he possibly discovers god yeah or right
2: yeah and it's
1: very or smartly it's done, done cuz yeah. they don't yeah. full out say this is god um but it's this kind of it, you know powerful knowledgeable being and he has one of the best lines like where bender talks about mentions what happened and he's like i it's also Billy West. i saw you were doing very well until everybody died
2: yeah <laughs> that's great. Yeah. yeah and it's absolutely true oh man but those those little dudes and that's kind of a callback to early sci-fi um the outer there, was a, there
1: was South a Treehouse of Horror about that, too. It, with and there was a Treehouse of Horror,
2: living. yeah, Lisa's Tooth and yeah, Treehouse yeah, of Horror. Yeah, we, we covered that episode. Uh, right. We did,
1: yeah. yeah yep. and, and then South Park referenced it with uh, Carmen Sea Monkeys.
2: That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah. That's the
1: Simpsons Did It episode because at the end, Butters runs in
2: like, that's the Genesis tub. Yeah. <laughs> Simpsons did it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about you, John? Got one more in the
1: I've got mainly one more. Um, Definitely one of the most just out there episodes, but I think it comes together really well, The Sting.
2: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: this is, like, I just remember watch, uh, watching this after it premiered on Adult Swim, but not knowing anything about it, and this one just goes balls to the wall. Uh, end of Act 1, Fry is dead. Um, yeah, yeah. Act 2, you know, Leela's feeling guilt over the death, and Starts having a bunch of dreams where she's talking to him, and that maybe there are signs that he's alive or can be brought back, but it doesn't happen. And at one point, she starts waking up when she thinks she's already awake. And then in fact, three they keep everybody starts seeing. Don't worry, be happy, and it's exploding that bee <laughs> shoots them, or uh, their heads are on the wall. Going, you kill fry, you fry, and it just gets like, what the fuck is even going on anymore? And yeah. you know, I've, I've I've seen no shortage of you know stuff that's like high concept like this, and then the. the answer to what's really going on is really underwhelming. Um, Mm -hmm. But the end of this is actually, again, it's not a tearjerker, but it's actually really effectively emotional, where the whole wake-up, wake-up thing, and then Leela wakes up in the hospital. The one who was stunned by this jumpy wasn't Fry, it was her. She was in a coma, and he didn't leave her side for weeks, begging her to wake up, thinking, and the end of it is him saying, like, I was hoping maybe you would hear it, and it would work. And she goes, yeah, it did. And that just ends on that. Like, one of the most effective ways of showing how much how much uh, she means to her, to Sam.
0: Yeah. If you like the the more high concept stuff, you should really watch the the Comedy Central run of this show.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I know like, I know like that I, the anthologies get even more out there, but uh, I don't know much about the normal episodes for it.
0: Yeah. So like you know how I kind of said the the first season kind of like here's kind of what we're showing and maybe you'll get the joke because <laughs> it's sci-fi comedy the The last couple of seasons are like everybody's used to this. So all the high concept stuff kind of falls by the wayside, and the jokes are more the normal stuff. So, yeah, it, yeah it's not for everybody. But I, I feel like if you like uh, the sting, you'll like those episodes.
1: Yeah, um, I guess I had two more that I'll bring up briefly because I just I'm just getting memories of them off the top of my head. Uh, I think it's an early episode where Bender becomes religious and ends up in robot hell.
0: Oh, I love. Oh, yeah, with. Uh, uh, who does... It's Homer Dan so- Castellaneta, Homer, as the Dan robot devil. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Hilarious. Oh, the devil, yeah. At the end,
1: when blue just starts beating the shit out of him, he's doing, like, Homer's girly scream.
0: Yeah, right? And it, it, one last time, he gets hit by that golden violin. Woo!
2: Time for the drum solo.
0: Essek,
1: yeah. yeah, I also remember it has one of my favorite celebrity jokes because they have the BC boys there as their heads. <laughs> and I guess it was a joke at their infrequent in frequent uh, releases where I was like, back in the day, I had all five of your albums. Oh, yeah, it was the year three thousand. Now we have seven.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And, um, and the other one, mainly for one re- one of my favorite running gags, uh, I also has one of my favorite episode titles, uh, Teenage Mutant Leela's Hurdles. Yeah, yeah so the, what a great the, title. Yes, yeah. the edge. It's a pretty good episode. But one of my favorite gags is they have so much fun with the different ages for Farnsworth and Zoidberg. Mm-hmm. Where, like each one looks completely different and ridiculous. I think at one point he's in hippie gear and talking yes. talking like a beatnik. Like I'd be straight tripping, you know, but he's still talking like Farnsworth.
0: Is this and a new,
1: new episode? yes, because okay, so here's yeah. the funny thing. I have a funny story about that, um, but I'll get to it. There's also the Zoidberg thing, with just all these different types of sea creatures <laughs> that are just like, what the fuck. Yeah. And then the last one is the craziest, is. where you know, they find the fountain of age, and Zoidberg, it looks like Baby Zorger falls in an age of death. Oh my god, Zoidberg said, no, Zoidberg's brother is dead. And it's like a coral with like 30 Zoidberg cats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Phil was a around one. Um, but no, so that was one where. Oh. I remember this is so back in the day, it was a TV guide where um, I either seen a commercial or knew at least the premise and I missed the opening act, but I knew it was like, okay, they, you know, Professor's too old. They go to DHM and start starts happening to have, you know, all of them. But is only at the beginning so he's not mentioned again. Oh, yeah. So yeah. He, it ends with a guard. For me, it ended with this guard girl that nobody had ever mentioned before flying in. Oh, yeah, in the day, was and I was like, really... what the hell? <laughs> 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 and then ends with him on, in Paris talking to his to his to his to his son in the audience, really creepily. <laughs> like, yeah. What what did I miss? I missed something.
0: <laughs> so so, John, I didn't uh, message you with this, but I was curious. What's our least favorite episode of Futurama?
1: Ooh, I didn't think about that. But if you guys have decided, go ahead with yours while I look up a list.
2: Yeah, and do you want to start us off? Who's favorite? Oh man, and and just have to be the jerk like right away. Um, I, I just saw the name of this episode. I What's it about? It's, uh, where Zoidberg and his uncle, uh, that that's Lobstertainment. Is that the flag-eating one?
0: This is the one where, uh, Zoidberg's uncle convinces him to help finance a... Is it a silent movie? Yes. Oh,
1: I remember that episode, but I remember nothing about it.
2: Why is this your least favorite episode, anything? Because... I remember this episode, but I know nothing about it. Okay. There you go. Same as me. I mean, it it was, it's just, oh, they were, I I just, it took me a long time. And by a long time, I mean decades to start appreciating Zoidberg. And I do not remember this as being a fond episode. And I often skip it. Actually,
1: I think maybe it it, couldn't, there may be a theme there where when Zoidberg is the central to an episode, it can be as good. I think my least favorite member is when, um, he eats the American flag and then his race takes over the planet or something.
2: Yeah. Cause yeah, basically yeah.
1: his race as a whole wasn't as funny as he usually was. Right. Right. Like they was kind of obnoxious. Um, but I will say, uh, actually I don't know what I was going to say. I know it was about Zoidberg, but it's, it was just about how well he's, what a great character he is. And he's suited for just one-off gags. I remember before, I don't think I've ever even seen the full episode, but just the gif. And I'm his best friend, Jesus.
0: Yeah. Zoidberg in full dress a- attire. That's from the the X Men story,
1: the the robot Santa one. I actually haven't seen that. Yeah, I know yeah. they brought, they brought him back because people like that character.
0: At the end, they all dress up as Santa except for jo- Zoidberg, who dresses up like Jesus.
1: <laughs> and it's funny because it, it's supposed oh. to be like a Jewish accent on him.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's and I I also think I think Zoidberg is the only member that the like, even shows up in that episode. I don't think Fry or oh. or Bender are in the episode. Okay, all. yeah, that's no. another reason it oh, might not yeah. be great. And that might be why you don't
2: like it. I, and that might be. Yeah.
1: I will yeah. say, I remember liking, if we're talking about the, episodes, the one where it's, you know, meeting season and he's trying to get to the old flame. Right. one of my no, favorite ending bits one. ever. That's
0: a good one, yeah. It
1: has one of my favorite ending, like, last bit scenes where with Frame and Fry in the gladiatorial arena, and Fry's trying to, like, reconcile the speech, and Dropper just walks up and clips his arm
2: off, and Fry's response is... You bastard! I'll kill you! You bastard! Yeah. He picks up his arm and starts <laughs> hitting him with it. And uh, but they also do a callback to uh, the Star Trek, the original Star Trek episode, "The Amok Time," where oh. where they're doing a, the fight between Kirk and Spock. Mm-hmm. They basically do that with zoided oh, yeah. out. The, uh,
1: uh, hidden in plain sight.
2: A, yeah, a hormoneed up Zoidberg. no oh, yeah, crazed. There's also there's like the second to
0: last episode of the series is Zoidberg meeting this woman who can't smell. I've
1: heard about that because he smells bad, and that's how he finds love.
0: Yeah, and they fall in love. And I I I almost think maybe after that first Zoidberg episode, other Zoidberg episodes just don't hold up. I know maybe the first one's so good. Maybe Zoidberg's not. <laughs> yeah, as good as it's there.
1: he's someone who's you know it's kind of hard to give anything with weight behind him. Yeah. Because even though you know there's they're stuff hinting how sad he, is. <laughs> when in in the sting when it's um or one of the other episodes I watched where it's like talk to me about the sad, sadness of and then he just start you know to console Leo and then he starts going off well Leo's not Zoidberg all old and long yeah Zoidberg does best with it sucks to be Zoidberg him. yeah he does do yeah I guess he is better when he's on the periphery because we just talked I praised him in the Roswell episode too mm-hmm. um. But yeah, I think I feel like we're kind of bringing things to a close. Uh, but is there anything else you want to say? Cause especially because we haven't discussed the uh, Comedy Central era as much.
0: Yeah, so uh, we didn't talk about my least favorite episode. Go for it, Spanish Fry. Ah, uh, this is the one with the human horn where they like yeah cut off. The nose I remember that. sort of as an aphrodisiac, and then they find out, hey, maybe the penis is a is a better aphrodisiac. I don't. I don't know what it is about the episode, but I also hate any episode that's with uh like lure and the whole Lur Omicron. can be
1: hit or miss. What? Um Lur. After, after Om- the, He's yeah, a little one note too. It's kind of you gotta know what to expect. But he does have one of my favorite jokes, the what was it, the the popples, whatever they're called? The, yeah, the taller, right at the end so uh, right Lur, eat, Lur yeah. eats a hippie and starts going like, My hands, they can touch
0: everything. But themselves. Yeah. But I love that one. I love the single female lawyer one. Yeah, but
1: yeah. My, my three favorite lures are those two and the uh, What If Life Was a Video Game episode where Fryas defends yeah, space invaders. You fool! That's- if you had just aimed slightly ahead of me so that it would have yeah. caught
0: up to whatever I was moving, anytime, you would have won! Anytime they're not the invading aliens and are just like the main point of the episode, I don't feel like they do so well because there's also like a in the Comedy Central era, there's T, the terrestrial, where Fry becomes a pet of one of them. Yes. It's terrible. That doesn't sound like a great episode. No. That and the Human Horn episode are like my two least favorite it's episodes. It's funny. The I mixed horn mix horn up
1: episode. the Human Horn with the yeah. Snoo New episode, which is one of the best sight gags is death by yeah. Snoo Snoo and the faces. Have <laughs> you seen you know what I'm talking about?
2: Uh, say hello you, again. You do or you don't like the Snooze 2 episode? Because... I like the
1: Snooze 2 episode, and especially okay. the, you know, Death and It's Fry, right. Kiff, and uh, uh, Zap's reaction.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, <laughs> they smile, they, they frown, they smile, they frown. The flesh
0: is spongy and bruised, <laughs> but the heart is
2: willing. The look of just sheer anticipation and terror. Back and forth.
1: There's
0: nothing I say
2: anything. you think. It's great. Yeah. So, John, oh. what's your least
0: favorite episode?
1: Um I think I said the, the one uh, with Zoidberg, his species in the American flag. Like we're saying okay. it's just Zoidberg could be, could be tough to pull off when it was just about
0: him. So much like the cartoon, we're also shitting on Zoidberg. Yes. Okay. Like <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. We got we got two Zoidbergs and a Zur. Yeah. yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Or Lur. 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 Lur That's 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 a sitcom I wouldn't watch, two Zoidbergs and a Lur. No, uh, yeah.
2: no, that that's that's not gonna last long. Maybe a Hulu original or something.
1: Yeah. So, Again, props to Maurice LaMarche for that and all the other... Because uh, well, I always liked Morbo and the normal lady news anchor. <laughs> just that juxtaposition. Yeah. Morbo's
2: amazing. Oh, I man. love Morbo so much.
1: Yeah. I, I always have to remember his quotes, but I i am definitely like... Whenever he pops up, I was always happy.
2: My favorite line of Morbo's ever is, Hey, Morbo, how's the family? And he goes, Belligerent and numerous. <laughs> 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 That's the only line I know. Belligerent and numerous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know Chris's go to Calculon line is Calculon only does one take.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, that's him
1: channeling like his Charlton Heston, Kirk Douglas impression. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you look back at so many of the voices he did, like Animaniacs, there were so many, like, or the critic, there's so many based on old time actors. He's very good at it.
2: Oh, yeah. oh fantastic.
1: I mean, like, I, I remember when I finally started Sauces and Kane, I was like, so that's where the Brain's voice came from. It all makes sense. To yeah, me. yeah. Or and real quick tangent. Do you remember? Did you ever see the X episode where the brain is like reading his own dialogue? It's like this meta thing where he's an actor on the show.
0: Oh no, I haven't. I, I, I didn't
1: understand it as a kid. Where like he's he, it's him doing narration and just and just complaining about it. And then later I found out it's it's of uh, one of those you know many Orson Welles being cranky on set, of like a later yeah. project. Oh. And, and there's recordings of him going, just going off script and talking to the crew, like, "Come on, fellows, you're losing your heads here." And and it's like <laughs> somebody has lifted verbatim in certain lines to the brains, so which basically a big tribute to the guy that inspired the voice.
0: Yeah, uh, you should. My my new Halloween uh, uh, tradition is to listen to the
2: Orson Welles War of the Worlds broadcast. I still have never listened to that. Oh, it's amazing! So I've I, heard. I actually did this uh, the first time I went to college. Oh, yeah. I, I was, I did, we did the radio show mm-hmm. on awesome. Halloween night.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. Really. It was a bunch
2: of rando voices because I, while I have a face for radio, I don't have quite the voice for radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your voice is good. Unless you're, talking, unless you're talking about doing different voices or something?
2: Uh, no, it, it was just, you know, kind of man on the streets. I was a freshman too. And, okay.
1: And
2: he, and I had to be a, uh, a very talented sophomore or above to yeah. uh, to get any, uh, any.
1: Yeah, I think my computer might just have some uh, some memory issues when that happens. But you're back. Um, no problem.
2: No, 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 no. Uh, but if we're talking about um, also like holiday based episodes, uh, the two Christmas episodes with Santa. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And Santa's amazing on this show. And I uh,
0: John Goodman, uh, right?
2: John Lippin, yeah. for twelve years now. I make my daughter watch on Christmas Eve. Hmm. Full- uh, both future on my Christmas episodes. Nice. Yes. Good for you, sir.
1: Nice. I still need to watch I know I've seen the one part I saw of it was the song at the end of one of them with them and the elves. And yes. so Bender's contribution starts with like, wow, you greedy little bastards. Like he's the one to make it less. I dear. love it. Yeah. Oh man. so good. I always, I also remember thinking I'm like, Katie Seagal was a surprisingly good singer whenever she got the chance. She was, she was, yeah. Like the others, it was more comedic, and then she was like belting it out. And I'm like, oh, wow.
2: And though you're cold and sore and ugly, your pride will mask the pain. Let my happy smile warm your heart. There's a toy lodged in my brain.
0: So, um, uh, speaking of like songs and, and voice actors from this show, yeah. uh, you know, Don went on to do uh, Jake the Dog.
1: Yes, it, that's probably his other most famous role.
0: Yeah, have you guys seen the ending of Adventure Time? I have not.
1: I, I haven't. I've only watched a couple of episodes, but you can discuss it if you want.
0: Um. Okay, so it's it's exactly the opposite of the Game of Thrones ending, where it's <laughs> just...
2: It's amazing. It's, <laughs> an amazing
0: <laughs> it's an amazing ending to any show ever. But I there's it, a song
1: Yeah, I know people liked it.
0: There's a song in the Adventure Time ending that John DiMaggio has come out and said, like, I cannot watch that episode without crying. Aw. Yeah, so...
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's... Beautiful. Man, I'm just thinking about all the stuff he's done since then, because I also... I loved him in Kim Possible.
0: What's he um, in Kim Possible?
1: He's, he's Dr. Drakken. Okay. He's right. the main the main villain of that show, for all, all purposes. Right. its purposes.
0: He's hilarious. He's uh, he's he's a funny guy. Um, awesome. Did you ever watch uh, Under the Red Hood, the Batman movie? Yes, he's Joker in that, and he's fantastic. Joker! I. It took me so long. I. His is my favorite laugh. Of of any Joker
1: ever. We've had a lot of different people besides Mark Hamill do the voice over the years. And I'm like, if Mark Hamill ever officially retires or dies or whatever, I would pick DiMaggio as a replacement. He was very It sounds
0: a little off, but then when he starts laughing, he he,
1: does a thing that
0: a lot of people don't do where he kind of starts with a regular laugh and then he gets like real crazy real fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's amazing. I love his laugh. That's
1: that's a good movie all around. It has one of the best Joker scenes ever when he's in the, the jail cell Mm-hmm. Can I have some water? He just kills half the room.
2: I'm going to need something to wear in a very big truck. Sure.
0: Anything else? I'll need some guys. Not these guys, because, well, they're kind of dead.
1: Oh, man. Great Joker moment. And, uh, yeah, no, Talon, John uh Billy West. Uh, I, I mean, we didn't talk much about Farnsworth, but he's always someone who just, Oh, just Matt Grading
0: does great uh, old people humor, like
1: him and Mr. Burns and Grandpa Simpson. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, no, mo- no one makes fun of old people the way. Oh,
1: okay. Great. No, I just remembered one of my absolute favorite Farnsworth jokes. Now it's in the sting when they're trying to figure out if Lila's crazy during you know the whole dream part. And he's like, "All right, this will test your brain waves." They call she, lie down. What is it? They call it a guillotine. She gets out. Yeah. Right, just like, couldn't yeah. you couldn't you scan my brain waves without cutting moving my head? And he just goes, "Oh my, yes," and just put, starts scanning it with her head with a stick. Yeah. And he, there's yeah. no further explanation than about that. Like nobody mentions he could have done yeah. that all along. And he looks at it. Whoa, amazing! What what is, is Fry alive or something? Is it or is Raymond in mind? No, Fry is dead. and Never coming back. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he has the weirdest reactions sometimes. Or like, good news! Good. You, have to, you have to swallow this to to get to do the trip. And he's like, it's like the a basketball. I can't swallow that.
0: Yeah. Good news! It's a suppository.
1: Suppository. Yeah.
0: So and, we always talk on our show about merchandise. Oh no yeah. Watching. Mm-hmm. Do you have any merchandise from this show?
1: You technically yes, and I'm. I can actually look across that right now. Um, a year or two uh-huh. ago, my brother's Christmas gift for me was a couple of months of the Loot Crate service, which, for those who haven't heard of it, it's not the in-game loot box thing. You, every month, get a little package with various uh, memorabilia based around, you know, game and media properties. Uh-huh. And I got a very small but nice little stand-up model of the Planet Express ship.
2: Ooh, That's awesome. Because again, cool. talking
1: about that, you know, how iconic it is. So it's, yeah. it's on one of my... Uh, Lamp. It's on one of the. I have my modern couch has two little stands with a lamp on each, one on each end. On the right side is that sitting yeah, there.
2: Yeah, I've up. got. Uh, if you. My daughter and I used to go and we'd paint ceramics. And one time they had a knockoff uh, ceramic of the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not exactly the Planet Express ship, but it's close enough. I mean, it's got the, the, the tri wing design and everything. But yeah. This- yeah, it's a favorite place to store money. Oh, <laughs> that's
0: great. I went to a Comic Con a few years ago, and uh, they yeah. had this this Bender talking figurine. Nice. A joke from the show, also, the one where they're on the robot planet. Yeah. get this talk, talking Bender figurine. So I bought that, and it's, ah,
2: it's amazing. I have that and a small Bender and a small Lilo that go either side of them. I'm covetous of your giant Bender. When you uh, bought that, I was like, "No Out of context."
1: Hearing, I'm, I'm covetous of your giant bender.
2: Ah, yeah, yeah, 100,
1: percent 100% context. Yeah. Kind of like if you don't know what a fry hole is, that sounds bad.
0: Yeah, yes. there's also we like them balls. Yeah, There was also a uh, a game for the PS2 that I rented yes. at one point, but it did not work for me. The disc was too scratched.
1: I have so. heard the the common consensus is. It has a bunch of cutscenes and the full cast to the point where it almost feels like a lost episode, but actually playing it is not fun, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I've heard, like, if you put all the cutscenes together, it makes the lost they,
1: they did on one of the later DVDs. They just put a cutscene compilation on there and call it a lost yeah, episode. I was,
2: was that also available in the original Xbox?
1: I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was multi-platform.
2: Same era. I, I yeah. had the, like, the used DVD in my, or the used game in my hand. Mm-hmm. I, I had an Xbox at the time, not a PS2. Mm-hmm. And I was so about to buy it and because I remember playing the demo and the demo was awesome and I ended up not buying it for a dumb reason and I never found it again. And I oh, really I regret know. it. Now that I hear <laughs> you guys say this, it kills me. <laughs> I mean, I it, know, it, if,
1: it's, if it comes for it, it didn't get good reviews back then and you know probably has aged worse too. But ah, if you, yeah. I'd say the best thing to do is try and find the DVD set that has the uh, cutscenes, scenes or, or even just on YouTube.
2: Yeah. Yeah, good I, idea. Probably. That's a
1: caveat of if you like gaming cut scenes. Uh Companies, studios aren't so big about copyright takedowns of compilations of those on, on YouTube compared to movies and shows. True, true. But uh, yeah, and so anything, any other thing you wanted to say, or or do you want to well, sort ones of
2: down? So we we usually to to wind down. Uh, Keith and I usually recommend if we would binge a show or not. Ah. Uh, and my recommendation, I'll, I'll go ahead and lead off. Or if you want to, John, it, it is your show. Uh,
1: I I can sum it up pretty efficiently. Uh, I would. I can definitely say uh, binge the Fox era for sure. I can't speak to the later half because I still haven't watched it. But the entire series is on Hulu, so if you have Hulu, go at it. Yeah. Um, I uh, and, just, and just and also I should just say closing thoughts because I hadn't watched the show in a couple of years and there's still plenty of episodes I haven't seen. Uh, man, it actually aged better than my memories of it. Like I was laughing even harder. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I've gotten smarter. And I don't think I'm <laughs> a genius or anything. But it's I, 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 I can both you know give it props because it retains Simpsons wit and satire. But again, this is like I'm still impressed by the legit good and well thought out. And out there concepts they use for sci-fi. Like, I remember uh, it's a real quick one. Um, do you remember the episode where they introduce Kubert Farnsworth's clone? Yes. yes. He realizes, and I think he earns Farnsworth's respect when he realizes how he gets the ship to move so fast. He's like, "It's not moving through the universe real fast; it makes the universe move around it."
2: And I'm yeah. like, "That is wow. That's awesome." Yeah. And and I mean that's that's really how you know space warp works, right? You you just make. The area behind you a lot longer, and the area in front of you a lot shorter.
1: I it, actually, it reminds me. I think about it, of uh, Avengers Endgame. With, you know, have you guys seen Endgame? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just real quick, the whole yeah. Here's your GPS, here's the time GPS. Your problem, you're not time's not traveling around Scott. It's traveling through Scott. So yeah, yes, they had a problem out of it with time rather than space.
2: That's right. Um, so my vote would be you. You should binge this show. Uh, I've been in a state of constant binge of this show since really the DVDs came out or the show really came out on, on adult swim, uh, in, in the early two thousands. Um, this is a show that my, are you still there? Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. I'm so sorry about that. Just say one more uh, time. Like this
2: around us, so that might be, yeah, yeah, we're, we're about to get hammered with a huge, uh, thunderstorm.
1: Oh, okay. 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 So, uh, Got, I think we got one more. A uh, uh, final opinion.
2: We'll, we'll take a run here. Uh, so this is a great show, uh, just to wind down with. My wife and I watch this before we go to bed. Uh, I've been rewatching this show since the early 2000s when it was on Adult Swim. I, I say watch it, watch it all. The Fox era, the comedies, er, Comedy Central era. Just watch it. Nice. Yeah.
0: My vote is also a binge. I keep it keep this show in the zeitgeist of American culture because it's it's worth it it's it's everything you want it to be whether you're into sci-fi or not
1: yeah it is a very smart smart show and it is very bingeable there's not much in the way of uh you know outside of the movies one episode immediately following up on another so you can yeah, take breaks yeah. whenever you like pretty much
0: yeah uh, I, well,
1: like you'll a, still be well, rewarded every now and, first, and then for seasons
0: have an amazing batting average yeah great
1: yeah and there's still there's still stuff worth watching in the later era. Right? You just got to get through some more yeah,
0: stuff. Yeah, sure.
1: But yeah, um, so I guess that'll be wrapping things up. It's funny you say you got a storm coming. We had one over over here. Where are you guys located? Like what state?
0: We're in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska.
1: Okay, I'm in Maryland. So a bit of a distance. We but we had a thunderstorm this afternoon. Um,
0: oh, that
2: was the one we had two days ago.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah.
2: Where about in Maryland are you?
1: Um, I'm right next to DC, basically.
2: Okay. Okay. Cool. My uh, my cousin owns and and he owns a store and then lives in Frederick, Maryland. And I okay. I go visit him every other year or
1: what, so. Which kind of store is it?
2: It's a convenience store, nice. uh, and he's got a sandwich shop, a liquor section, fine Zubin cigars. Okay, there's a store like that near me,
1: but it doesn't have cigars. So uh-huh. ah, yeah. um, but yeah. Uh, so bringing things to a close. Uh, again, want to thank you guys both for um, for being interested in coming on and you know for reaching out when you first discovered us. There's, I'm glad I discovered you guys. I'm glad you discovered us. And I still got to check out the turtle stuff you recommended, um, the turtle yeah. because I I also need to catch up on Rise of the Team That's a good show.
0: Uh, I need to catch up on that too. I, the last couple episodes I've heard just been amazing. So. And
1: it's going to get a Netflix movie. They're both yeah. I saw they're, that too. It, it, it is that rise TMT is getting a Netflix movie right. and they're going to reboot the live action stuff. Uh, so no more than Michael Bay crap.
0: That's great. Yeah. So
1: two good opportunities coming up. Um, but again, uh, besides tune in pod, where can people find you online, either like social media or other projects?
0: So we're on Twitter at TuneIn pod. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash in pod. You can shoot us an email, uh, tune at gmail.com.
1: Nice. Cause I believe you take suggestions for shows to watch
0: oh absolutely yeah I, our, if you listen to our Pokemon episode that was all based on some guy emailing us that's how I picked the episodes uh, so I'll have to think of one that. I to look at yeah. what you've
1: already done and, and think what's a good one that hasn't already been done yeah um, and yeah uh, myself you can I'm kind of split up a bit on on Twitter uh Main account is Behonkiss, B-E-H-O-N-K-I-S-S, which is more a little more formal these days, so rarely posts. Uh, I'd say follow Behon Art, both for personal drawings and more jokey post types. Uh, again, Sketchwatchplay, at, at Sketchwatchplay and Facebook.com slash Sketchwatchplay. Uh, also on Instagram uh, is the Behon Art account, which is pretty pop, pop. It's more popular there than on Twitter. I guess, I don't know, maybe my stuff is better to that demographic. And I'm still running the Gold reanimated Club. Uh, at warrior reanimated and there's a discord server for it too uh we've been getting a lot of new applicants lately uh i think part of that's because i've been uploading work in progress compilations when i have when i receive like three or more finished clips that run in the correct order just upload them together you can see get a taste of all these fun art style swaps um again big thanks to keith and andy for for this this has been a really fun uh and informative episode uh, and last before we go, I did mention it on Twitter, but we do have uh, concrete plans for the following episode. We'll st- and So we'll still be sticking to the once a month, so you won't hear it until probably late June at the earliest. Uh, but I talked to Chris, so we're going to do two two things for the opening topics because uh, we've talked two things that I want to get his final thoughts on. Uh, I want to get his thoughts on Endgame after we do this podcast without him. And since we did a Kingdom Hearts episode, but he had just started playing 3, and I wasn't done with it. I want to do final thoughts on 3, how we both feel about its wrap-up and its gameplay and the like. Uh, main topic will be another retrospective, and I'm guessing he was motivated by its most recent entry. We're going to do a talk about all things Mortal Kombat. Um, awesome. Yeah. Nice. I've, I've only played the newer games, but I do have uh, a digital version of the original trilogy, so I'll definitely play that. I have seen definitely the movie. the movies. Be fun. I've seen the movies. Those will be fun to discuss. Um, I think – I'm guessing Chris has some nostalgia for it, and I'd love to hear more about that. And maybe we'll do some other – because I'm going to out to him about, like, what do you think of some other ones we should try? Because I've heard, like, the spinoffs could be hit or miss, but people love that Shaolin Monk speed-em-up. Yeah. And. Uh, it's like some of the PS2 era stuff was pretty solid. Uh, I think it was. like, it was like the PS1 NT4 era where it stumbled a bit. But and I definitely love the newer games, and I can finally try Eleven now. So yeah, look forward to that in June, and uh, follow Twitter for more up to date uh, updates regarding that in future episodes. And that's when to bring things to a close. So thank you, Keith and Andy. This is John, and I'm trying to think of a good. Uh, oh, I got one. I got a good clip in the. Goodbye from the podcast of tomorrow.
2: <laughs> and until next time, stay tuned. Oh, nice. Synergy. Craft promotion. Yeah. Yes. Love it Bye at all. So he's not perfect. You don't want to end up old and lonely like Zoidberg!
0: You were saying?